Blog Talk Radio. You're now tuned in to Culture Freedom Radio, the home of Lions Vibe Radio, Liberation Tabernacle Ministry, and much, much more. Talk radio that wake up the minds of the people. I say it, I say it again, you've been had, you've been took, you've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, let us spread, run on muck, this is what he does. Yes, sir, indeed, yes, sir, indeed, my brothers and sisters, y'all know what time it is, what time is it? Uh, let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Culture Freedom Radio Network is most definitely back up in this house. One more time with a terrific episode lined up for you today, my brothers and sisters. Yes, it is. This is, y'all, April the 20th, 2023, and we are up in here, up in here. Yes, sir. Culture Freedom Radio Network news and current events with Culture Freedom Radio Network. Yes, sir. I am your brother, brother Sunray Nine, also known to you as Brother R.E.I. Yes, sir. And sitting in the house with me, ready to get it on, man, and have this topic of conversation and chop it up with you is our good brother, Brother Justice. Yes, sir. Indeed. So we are your gracious hosts right here for Culture Freedom Radio Network. Hey, before we get started, we'd like to tell you how you can stay linked up. Uh, link up and connect with us through the various social media outlets. Hey, man, you can connect with us right there on Twitter, which I like to call the little Tweety Bird site. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Yes, sir. Link up with us right there on Twitter at Culture Freedom Radio Network right there on Twitter. And also right now, I uh, I don't know, man, y'all. I did the Facebook. I tried the Facebook again. I just something about me and Facebook. I I don't know. I just can't do Facebook. Well, because you know, I, I say one thing, and because um, there's, I don't know, they're getting lit out of hand now. But you know, it, it, they give you all these damn restrictions. You can't you, you can't be free to say what you want on Facebook like you can uh, Twitter. So that's why I, I like a little bit about Twitter more than I like Facebook. So I'm not on, on, on not on Facebook anymore. But uh, you want to do followers? I have Instagram, and I got to start utilizing utilizing the Instagram, probably try to do some lives or something on there. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us right there on Instagram because I will have some good stuff, most high willing, this weekend uh, for the African April. So I have probably some pictures and maybe go live down there this weekend for African April here in Memphis. Uh, And also um, for our YouTube channel, I was trying to start back reactivating our YouTube channel. I did one um, last, but a week, well, a couple of days ago, but y'all actually got a chance to hear it on here, though. I put it up as a audio on here. So go ahead and follow the uh, follow us on right there on uh, YouTube. If you're not following us and subscribe to our YouTube channel, you can do so because I'm going to start doing some, trying to reactivate that thing and do some things right there on the YouTube channel as well. So go and check us out right there at Culture Freedom Radio Network. Yes, sir, on um, yes, sir, on, 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 on YouTube. So, so yes, sir, yeah. YouTube, one more time, y'all. Sorry, I did. Uh, somebody sending me a message. But yes, sir, we can bring Brother Justice in here. Why as I uh, check out these text messages, somebody asking me a question. As we get it on right here tonight, we're going to talk about 
news and current events and much more right here tonight on Culture Freedom Radio Network. Like I said, thank y'all one more time for being in the house. Peace, Brother Justice. Come on in here and do your thing. Peace, Brother Aria. It is now time for a Black History Moment. In 1909, jazz musician Lionel Hampton is born in Louisville, Kentucky. In 1984, popular English vocalist Mabel Mercer dies. In 1966, Milton Lee Olive is awarded the Medal of Honor for bravery during the Vietnam War. In 1922, Bassett composer and band leader Charles Mingus is born. In 1856, Granville T. Woods, inventor of the steam boiler and automobile air brakes, is born. In 1993, Oliver Tambo, leader of the African National Congress, dies in Johannesburg, South Africa. Finally, in 1918, Ella Fitzgerald, the first lady of song, is born in Newport News, Virginia. And that was a Black History Moment on Culture Freedom Radio. What's yes, up? Sir. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> yes, sir. How everything been going with uh, going uh, going with you, my brother Justin? How everything been going with you, brother? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, I can say pretty good, not too bad. Uh, getting back on track, so things are going well. Um. We had a little bit of a short Black History moment this week because I didn't have time to really prepare the last few ones that I wanted to add. But next week, I'll make sure we have the full amount that we're supposed to. Oh, yes, sir, brother. Yes, and, sir. I know. Okay. <laughs> and so other than that, how was your week? Oh, man, it's been going well. They've been working the hell out of me this week. <laughs> They said they've been working the James mm. Brown get down out of it. Like people say, what? They've been working me like a Hebrew slave this week. Man, everybody been, you know, doing their spring cleaning and getting the yards, um, you know, cleaned up. So, man, they've been killing us in the garbage field. This, oh, I don't want to say killing them, but they've been working the hell out of us in the garbage uh, this week. Uh, I, I get it. I understand. And the weather getting warmer and everything. And I'm I'm really happy about that because I'm not a cold winter Type person. I don't really like when it's real cold. So yes, being though the weather's changing back to the warm uh, time, you know, it's like it's so it feels so good and the, just to see people out having fun and getting around and the coronavirus not being a problem anymore, and you mm-hmm. could just see people acting normal as you know. Well, not everybody. There's still people walking around in broad daylight in the middle of nowhere with a mask on, but. <laughs> Oh yeah, but you know, for the most part, you see people kind of back to normal. But you're gonna have those ones that just not gonna put the mask down. They're not gonna uh, believe in their own God-given immune system and God's given air to breathe. They want to recirculate their own air in their body and breathe their own, uh, you know, stuff. So uh, to each his own. But I'm not doing that. Yes, sir. Well, yeah. Well, you know, here at, um, in Memphis, man, we've been getting some unusual weather. Man, it's be like it's spring now, but brother, in the morning time, it feel like fall. We still wearing jackets and shit a little bit here early in the morning. It's, and I've been wearing a jacket and a goddamn skull cap. 
And man, so yeah, so it's some unusual weather this time of year. But right now, I'm kind of glad it's somewhat like that because usually when Africa and Africa and April come around, man, it'd be hot out there, man. I'm like, damn, it's hot. So this year, mm-hmm. so it should be pretty, should be some nice weather to sit out there for Africa in April. Um, so yeah, I, I, I sometimes I don't mind it, but my wife, she, she don't really like that heat like that. So <laughs> she can't stand it much as I can. Right. So, but, um, yeah, so hopefully I can get down there. It actually started today. Well, actually yesterday was the first day. Um, so we don't, I don't think, I don't know if too many people go down. I usually don't go into like the weekend. And I'm gonna say this here because we go this this kind of subway us into where I want to go tonight. Starting off, I I'm gonna be honest, man. I've been kind of nervous even about going down to Africa in April this year. And why? Why you said that something, man? It, it's so many things that've been happening, man. Everywhere you go, it seems like now where there seems to be a gathering of a crowd. It seems to be, man, a lot of goddamn shootings a fight breakout or something. And I'm like myself, I'm like, well, I don't know if African April, they probably come down there and act a fool with African April because, you know, I'm like, you know, that's a cultural thing. You need these, these little knuckleheads ain't trying to come down, but nothing that's dealing with culture. But I, I don't know now, man. I, I don't know. Um, shit, this just seem like wherever there's something going to be a crowd, something always now is breaking out, shootings, all kind of crazy shit is happening. Uh, I know in Memphis in May, which I don't never participate in Memphis in May anyway. I don't never go down there uh, to the music fest, but I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to go down there and do my thing. But, you know, because, you know, it, it, with that, you can't prepare because you don't never know. It's, like I say, it's hard to defeat a, a sil- I mean, a uh, uh, invisible enemy, as they say, invisible enemy. So you don't know where attack might come. So you don't know how to defeat because, you know, you're going down there. I mean, you can't say you need to be, you got to be strapped up because I don't know. Cause, uh, uh, but I they do have a lot of police presence, but I don't know, brother. I'm, I'm going to try it. I know they probably going to be breaking in a lot of goddamn cars. I can bet you that. But uh, I just hope nothing ensues, you know, no fights. Uh, it, it, it usually don't, but we're dealing with, man, some un, un, some crazy shit this, this year, man. Um, as y'all know, so this, this leads us to where we want to go. If y'all seen this last weekend, Chicago, the city that I'm always talking about, police city Chicago. Y'all have y'all seen what happened in Chicago? You know, I played on a YouTube. I did a a clip about it, and man, they was they was cutting up. What they call y'all cutting up sideways? They said thousands of teens. I know y'all seen it. Thousands of teenagers. Man, out there in Chicago, in the streets of Chicago, man, just just uh, wreaking havoc, uh, breaking car windows and things into the building. I've seen one. Well, they set a Tesla on fire. Um, they showed an incident where they attacked a couple. You know, it was a brother, and uh, he was with a Caucasian lady, and they attacked her. And uh, and here's the crazy part. Here's something about that. And and now. I've seen the video, and I've said that these police and shit, they're letting this shit, they letting this shit happen, y'all. And, you know, they really are. Because I've seen a video where the the police was blocking the sidewalk, right? Like, they was bar- blocking it. They didn't have a barricade, but they were just blocking it, lined up in a line. With like, they didn't want nobody to come through. And um, 
when they seen the crowd coming at them, like running, the guys, the people, they were running. Man, the police took out running. They moved the fuck out the way. They was running to get out of the way and let the crowd came right on through. I was like, what the hell is that? The police running? Getting to let the, to let the crowd through? Yeah, that shit tripped me out. I said, God damn. <laughs> and then yeah. there was an incident where that so-called Caucasian lady got, when she got jumped on, I don't know if I had that video, that clip, but it was a lady, uh, a, a sister said that she saw the incident and she said the police was right there, you know, passing by and they was looking right in that direction. She said the police was getting ready to, to drive by. So she kind of was flagging them down. They continued to like they was going to keep going. So she said she kind of jumped out there like, hey, hey, y'all need to come over here and help. She said the police man just maneuvered right around her and drove off. So she said she went to the police station and she finally, uh, but she she said she tried, she, you know, she went in and she helped the people and stuff like that. And she took them, but they, she didn't have, they didn't have no shoes. She, they took their cell phones and cause they was visiting from out of town. So she gave them some shoes and stuff like that and took them home and gave them some tennis shoes and stuff she had. But anyway, so she said she went to, to the police uh, department and they tried to report it. And she said that they told her, I don't know if it was a sergeant or somebody in charge told her, well, with the new mayor, you could expect a lot of that to happen. Yeah, that was a response. With the new mayor, you can expect a lot of that to happen. Wow. And just as I send you, that's what I was sending you. I know you can't get it and check it out now, but I was looking at something on Twitter uh, just a few minutes ago. Uh, I, I, damn, bro, let me go back and look at that right fast. Because if I'm not mistaken, brother, that said Philadelphia, a target in Philadelphia. Let me look at that right fast. They was in Target, man. Oh, man, ravishing the damn target. I mean, yeah, it does. It says Philadelphia, uh, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania uh, target is literally turned into a zoo. One guy is having much fun. Let me see. He's hot. He's riding a bicycle. Yeah, somebody was riding a bicycle through the damn target. I mean, they, they even showing a white lady. Oh, they got a Caucasian lady stealing. So it ain't just black. I see like a some other kind of guy, another foreign guy. Bruh, they racking up, man. That target is total fuck up. I mean, excuse my language, y'all. Toe up. But this is what somebody had said in here on Twitter, uh, Mischief. I always follow him on uh, Mischief on, on here. He says, uh, keep voting Democrats and you'll have nothing. He said something earlier. Uh, Democrats are destroying America. And you look at it again, my brothers and sisters, they show the Walmart total hell up. Uh, several places. This is what we're telling y'all. Y'all know what we're looking at? Y'all know what we're looking at again. I know this is orchestrated. These people are not. These, these, this is, again, we're going back. Y'all remember when George Floyd, right? And they, they was Antifa, Black Lives Matter, them, when these anarchists, anarchists were out tearing up the cities of America. Y'all remember that? And every mm-hmm. last one of them, I got, I got to, play, I got to throw, I got to throw it in there because I got to be truthful about it, right? Every last city that day was happening that these things were occurring in with democratically ran cities. It, it's the truth. Y'all can look the shit up. We talked about it when it was happening here on Culture Freedom. And you're seeing that these cities that's doing this now, somebody is paying them to do that. Because even go right here, and I got to hear when the justice jump in, but there were, how true it were, but I can believe it. Because, uh, you know, George Soros was be pumping in this shit. As y'all go and look up how how he made a lot of his money and what he does. There, He have warrants 
on his ass and even death threats for him. Russia, he's banned. Russia said, you better not bring your, I'm going to say, y'all got to get street with it. Y'all, y'all don't mind doing it. Russia told him, you better not bring your punk ass over here no more because he was trying to cause the same stuff he's doing over here in America, causing a uh, pandemonium and, 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 and all this uh, uproar in, in the United States. He's funding a lot of it. He was trying to do a lot of this stuff in Russia and in a lot of other countries. So Putin told him, hey, don't you bring your punk ass in here trying to mess up our country. So they basically had a warrant out for him. And basically he had a, a, a uh, what do you call, dead on sight award. Yeah. Kill his punk ass on sight award. <laughs> you know, hit out on him in several countries mm. because he's trying to do, this, this, is, this is what he do. He fund these type of things to overthrow different governments and stuff like that, uh, uprisings. That's the word I'm looking for, uprisings. So, um, but this is why I, this, you know, it's one thing you can see what Ferguson, but going, here's what I got to go back to. I gotta, I'm on track now. But there was a, they said it was a, you know, a, a, a member of the Blood Street Organization when in Ferguson, when they was doing all that rioting and, and lootering and things, they said one of the guys got caught, and he was a now, like I said, I'm just reporting what was said. He was with the Bloods organization, a leader. And y'all remember under Obama, this is when the Ferguson thing happened, and Eric Holder was, uh, what was he, the defense secretary or something like that? They said that, the gang member said that, or the Blood Street organization guy said, the leader said, Eric Holder paid them, paid them to do that rioting or the lootering, as I say, because they wanted to test out martial law starting in the city of Ferguson. They were trying to test out martial law, so they paid them to go in and do just what we're seeing that happened in the streets of Chicago. There's a video I just saw with Philadelphia, all this lootering and stuff like that. They said these, these young teenagers... We could say what they're doing, but somebody is behind this, how all of those children just gathered, like they call them flash mobs. Somebody is behind this shit, man. Somebody is really behind. It's just not teenagers. Some sinister bastard, and I'm going to say it like that. I got to get flat foot with it, y'all. This culture freedom is behind a lot of this. Because you understand, again, what... If I read you about Black Lives Matter and the leader, what what they said, they trained with the guy, uh, Eric Mann, who was an anarchist and who was considered to be a domestic terrorist. They Marxist. And, and you look up what their plan is. If they to try to get their way, they were called anarchy. They were called a uproar. They were called destruction until they get their sinister plan in play. So America right now is, we're seeing a a battle, I'm going to say a battle for America. And black, my so-called black brothers and sisters, African-American, my Moorish, whatever title you want to be called, you are being used as pawns on the chessboard. You are being just pawns on the chessboard to... um as people have always been trying to use us, as they say, as scapegoats to bring in their plan, but it ain't got really got shit to do with you. But you are being used, saying it's all about racism, it's about this, 
about that we're tired of black people being you got when you got white people out there talking about a whole group of white folks i've seen when black Lives matter was hidden uh, they i've seen whole white people nothing but white so-called europeans out there taking over expressways not a black person in sight they got black live matter t-shirts throwing up the black fiber fist or throwing up that the, 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 the fist sign talking about black lives matter black life but when a fucking black lives out there protesting with them y'all know it's some bullshit then right <laughs> y'all know it's bullshit. but i'm gonna let Justin come on in here but and we're gonna get into some clips and things of this nature man and tonight and we're gonna go over some things but Y'all got to pay attention, brothers brothers and sisters. We are being used again as pawns in a fucking game that has nothing to do with you. It's not going to benefit you. And we have black leaders. We have so-called black so-called activists who's on the payroll to misguide you, to mislead you, thinking that you are trying to get there, fighting for your freedom and your liberation. They are puppet in a game well not a game it's not really not a game because it's serious but they are just puppets being used because they want to live a lavish lifestyle they want the fame they want the fortune they could be all like the little dude with the afro i forgot his goddamn name now but all with the afro he want the fame he want to look at him all on television i'm on cnn now look at me mama look i'm everywhere ma you just a fucking puppet and you're selling your people over into the hands of the adversary to the enemy. <clears throat> and when you get through, y'all get through, black people still in America, still, as they say, will be on the bottom of the damn barrel. Because this is shit ain't got nothing to do with us. It, it's going to affect us, but it has what's going on really has, it's not about us, but it's going to affect us. Because we're here in America. Everything is done. It's going to affect us. Whether you like it or not, whether you deal with politics, it's going to affect you. And, you know, a lot of people say, I don't deal with politics. I don't, I, don't, I don't mess with politics. Well, if you're in this goddamn, if you're in America, it affects you anyway. So people say, I don't, I don't fuck that politics. Okay. If you live in America, you work a job, or you got own any property, they dictate how much taxes you're going to pay. You can't, you, if, you know, regardless, it's like I said, I was, you know, I just say on here, if you try to purchase a building, you got to go through some kind of political, you got to go through the politics. You got to go through somebody, you got to ask somebody for a permit. So, but anyway, come on, uh, just go ahead and dive in, man. What you, what, you, what you think about what happened in this weekend, man, and just anything, man, just going on in the news. You can just go wherever you want to go with it. I mean, whatever news you want to bring out. Uh-oh. Can you hear me, Jess? Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Aria. I had my mute oh. button on. I'm sitting there talking like I'm like you can hear me. <laughs> oh, okay, I thought something happened with I, the sound. Okay. I apologize on that one. Yeah, no, you're good, good, brother. Okay. I just finished watching a video you sent me uh, about them children in Target uh, vandalizing and stealing and everything, and everybody who was in there doing the same thing. And I can't figure out why y'all doing this. And so it takes me back to where you began. It's anarchy. And people are just taking advantage of the system. And 
they're taking advantage of the conditions that America has put us in as, you know, what has happened and has transpired from coronavirus to where people go in the stores and they can have a mask on and all masked up where before coronavirus, that was an issue. So now with the coronavirus scare, the scare that had everybody on edge is still in place, which is the mask that should go back out of the uh, equation of when you enter into an establishment that you should be able to be identified. You shouldn't go somewhere in public where there's cameras and you mask yourself up and cover yourself all up and you can't be identified. Automatically, in my eyes, in my opinion, people like that are already uh, up to something. Um, They have something going on in their mind to where they want to cover up their whole face because they don't want to be seen because of something they're going to do. Now, of course, everybody don't go in the store who has a mask on and commit a crime, but the ones that do go in places, and especially if they gather and everybody is in on it, then they're going to mask themselves up because they know there's cameras and they don't want to get caught in the long run. So they're going to mask themselves and everything. And if you got all of these children and all of these different people doing this, it's harder to identify them if they have them, if their faces all covered up. If you did catch them, it's harder to catch somebody who you can't see any of their face but their eyes. It's hard to even catch somebody. It's hard to really even, even in a courtroom, even to make somebody guilty on something if you can't see their face. So what my thing is, is that only on Halloween in America should you have on some kind of a mask. Not unless you are a Muslim. If you are Muslim, if you're a sister, you wear your garb and that, I don't have a problem with that. But I'm talking about people who are doing this thing just because they're trying to take advantage of the system. They're trying to take advantage of their opportunists. Why are they doing this? These are teens. They're probably 14, 15, 16, 17. And then they get on their social media and and then they announce what they're going to do or what they, you know, how they plan something. And they say at a certain time we're going to go here and then we're going to just do what we're going to put everybody out of their masks and and you just go, you go ahead and do what you want, you know, take what you want to take, whatever. However, you know, the kids talk these days. I don't really know how they really talk, but I can imagine what they think and why they're doing what they're doing. And so if if, this, if, if the conditions that have put us where we are, which is to close down America, which is something I never thought would have been done, I'm looking at America, I'm like, oh, we did supposed to be the toughest, roughest, strongest country in the world. 
and you're going to let a, a, a cold shut you down and all. Like, I, I just didn't believe that was going to happen, but they went on and shut it down. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. It was America not tough as I thought it was. You, we would walk right through a cold. It was the influenza was on. The, it was killing people, what you call the flu. It was killing people every year, high numbers. We didn't even, even talk about it. We just walked right through that like it wasn't nothing. So they made a big deal out of this other thing and shut down everything, and that caused people to start to want to take advantage of things. They started looting the Rodney King thing. And, and, and started looting back then, and it was around 2020, and uh, it was just anarchy. Uh, every there's so many stores that went out of business because of what they did. It went and looted all these stores and all this stuff, and it's still stores that have not come back and are closed down for good and will not open back up in Philadelphia because of what happened. So it's the children who don't have any opportunities or any direction or any guidance that are in middle school or in high school, but they don't have many opportunities for them to do at their age because over the years, those things have been diminishing. And they've taken it to the point now where there's very few opportunities for children to have as uh, after-school activities or to get involved in band or being involved in other things that create unity and uh, structure and, and, and character in, in the child. A lot of things have been taken away. So now the overall societal music industry is the education or is the role models to the children. And so whatever they see the rappers doing or suggesting that you do, they go right ahead and do it. And so that's where we are now. We, the youth don't trust older people. They don't believe older people. They don't uh think that older people know what they're talking about, and then they think that they can do anything they want to do the way they want to do it, and because of the way things are designed, that they're not being punished for all of these type of activities that they're doing across the country, wherever city they're in, and they're going and stealing and getting together groups and groups of them and just stealing and stuff like that. Now, a few weeks ago here, the children went downtown to, they used to call this mall the gallery, and now they call it the clothing district. So they dumbed down the name to make it like, but people still know it's the mall. So they went down there, it's about two, three hundred, they say three, two, three, four hundred children in their teens, just kind of wilding out, I can say. They didn't say they were looting anything, but they said they were downtown and they were uh, maybe pushing people around a little bit and doing different things, but not too unruly. Not They didn't say that they were bad. They didn't say they were really doing a whole lot of stuff, but there was a whole lot of them that gathered, which is 
the point of it all is like, where did these two, three hundred children come from, and why are they all downtown here like this? And they didn't really have no direction. They just was out and out and about on the sidewalks, running up and down the middle of the street, and they weren't really going in stores. But the people in the stores were being were getting afraid that they were going to come in the stores and start trouble. So they start closing and locking the doors. And then two days later, they made a law or a rule that if you uh, come downtown to the mall, that if uh, by 2 o'clock p.m., you can't come inside unless you're accompanied by a parent. If you're not, uh, you got to be 18 or 21 or something to get in the mall after 2 o'clock if you don't have a parent. Okay? So... Uh, the next few days, that that cut down on it. They said, well, you know what, that worked a little bit because, you know, uh, like people are outside these stores and they're not allowing people to come in, not unless they had a parent, and they're not, and if they see a whole bunch of children and stuff, uh, they're going to lock them doors and they have a heavier police presence now around you know, where that happened at. And so something happened in Chicago, Aria, that I have heard the story. Now, you can refresh me on what happened, and we can talk about it. But before you do state what happened, I might have been wrong about that mayor of uh, Chicago being competent, of, of being a good mayor, that he just got the job. But based on what I've heard of what happened and just some of the little few statements that he said out of his mouth made me seem like, he may not be competent after all to be the mayor of Chicago. So mm-hmm. we're going to see. But I just don't. Mm-hmm. He just didn't sound too bright, you know. And I didn't do much research on him. I just was rooting for him, you know. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Bet on black, huh? <laughs> you know, I'm messing with you. <laughs> Bet on black. And that shit get us in trouble, brother. That shit get us in trouble. Yes, sir. I understand. I, I, you know, I've been there. I, I got. I have to have some some uh, clips, excerpts with him. Yeah. Um, Sam, some. You know what? I, I thought he was, he hadn't took office yet. I found it. Uh, I've heard too. He uh, Lightfoot is still in there so far. Now that's what I've heard. A reporter. I don't think he's been sworn in yet. Um, let's see. Which way do we go? Let's go. Let's go. Let's get. Let's get a clip. Since you started off talking about him. No. Let's talk about here, uh, since a lot of people already know what happened, we just want to see Chicago leaders react to a weekend of chaos. This is a Chicago leaders are vowing to do more to protect the community after large crowds wreaked havoc across the loop over the weekend. Nate Rogers is live with that story for us first at four. Nate? Yeah, that's right. I'm Anthony and Natalie. City leaders have been speaking about this all day long following this unruly behavior by large groups of teenagers over the weekend. First, I want you to listen in um, to an interview with Mayor Lori Lightfoot on her reaction to this situation. The mass majority of young people came downtown, came downtown because it was a great um, weather and an opportunity to enjoy the city. That's absolutely entirely appropriate. Um, there are a few that came with different intentions, and they they have and they will be dealt with. Um, but I'm not going to um, use your language, which I think is um, wrong, uh, to say that it's made. 
Now, although Mayor Lightfoot disagrees with this description, this was indeed the mayhem experienced over the weekend. Hundreds of teenagers at 31st Street Beach, reports of fights breaking out. Also, someone throwing a brick through a Park City vehicle. Then along Michigan Avenue, outside the iconic Millennium Park Saturday, even more chaos. Young people jumping and dancing on cars, also on CTA platforms, smashing windows. In fact, two teens were shot in the first block of East Washington Street. Also, a man in his 40s was allegedly attacked by a group of, group of teens. Well, just a short time ago, we sat down with 20th Ward Alderman Jeanette Taylor, looking at some of the footage from this weekend, listening to her reaction. How do you justify something like this? You don't. I don't justify this behavior. But think about this. Would they be downtown if they had things in their own community? Had we passed the peace book, like young people access to, stuff like this wouldn't happen. Absolutely, you should be held accountable for doing things like that. But they would not be in these spaces if we provided them. We told y'all this was going to happen 15, 20 years ago. This is what happens when you close schools. This is what happens when you take away after-school programs. This is what happens when you don't invest in them on the front end. No, that's enough. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. See, I, I wish I could, I wish I had had this so I could have rewind it. I should have got this one from the YouTube, pull it up so I could pause it and go back on it. I probably will. Cause uh, you see, see how they, <clears throat> see how they say, you know, I always tell y'all, man, about how we tend to just, we tend to sometimes justify bad behavior. We tend to sometimes justify bad behavior. Yeah, we understand these are children, and they, uh, uh, have, and I say sometimes they, they have a bad influence. Something you know we they're seeing and they thinking this shit is cool because you know like TikTok challenge and all this other shit. But here's something. I want to look up. They're making excuses because, again, they have an agenda. They don't really give a damn about these children because they got agenda behind them. Lightfoot and I'm going to say about this, what was it, the alderman? She said, well, yeah, they should, you know, it's something, but you start making other excuses. And I tell y'all, y'all should have did something. Well, wait a minute. Hold up. You're, it wasn't like you was a regular citizen or something and you were saying this. You sit in a political seat and you saying, y'all should have done this. You should have done that. You should have. You and your other constituents who are, in elect, uh, 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 who are elected officials, y'all should have been doing something. See, this is the damn problem. You got a lot of so-called, and I'm, I got to say it, y'all, you got a lot of goddamn black people who sitting around on these political seats. And they keep on, like, even with here, um, you know, they be... Something happened, and they always see if this had been in place, that had been in place, this wouldn't have happened. But them same people be saying that silly ass shit, so we got to stop. I'd be like, we got to work on something to come with a resolution. I'd be like, you motherfucker, you been sitting on the same, you been sitting on the motherfucking bench yourself, sitting in that seat for damn near, like you said, 15 years or more yourself. You should have already done something. See, they, 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 be, they do this shit to make the people think and that they gonna do something so you can vote for me next time. I gotta pretend I really I'm really concerned. See, then they try to blame somebody else. But motherfucker, you are the elected official. You should have fucking been done something. If you know this should have been done, why hadn't you done it? Why haven't you done it? See, and 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 you find out a lot of them same motherfuckers like her, probably her. I don't know her, but I'm just saying probably. I don't know. 
I don't know her, so I'm not in Chicago. But I know some of these motherfuckers in Memphis do the same shit. They vote to get rid of a lot of shit in this in, in your cities. And then that's why the children don't like have because they vote for them to, to they vote for them to close down. They vote for a lot like the city like here in Memphis. They used to have uh they have an amusement park called Liberty Land here in the city of Memphis. And I remember going there, my father used to take me every weekend. We had a routine, man, my father. That's when the wrestling was famous here. You know, they had the, what we called a Mid-South Coliseum, Jerry Lawler, them, when I was young. Our ritual, me and my father did, every Monday we go to the wrestling. Every Saturday we was at Liberty Land. This, we done that, man, for years when I was young. Now, but then now we don't have amusement park anymore. It, got, it closed down. You know why? It's black-ass, boule-ass mayor called Willie Harrington. They sold it. Closed it down. So and you got a lot of these 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 black politicians and shit as well, because he he he's in the real estate, and that's why he make a lot of damn money in the real estate. He sold a lot. They sold a lot of shit. They sold it and they shed shed a lot of shit down under a lot of black leaderships as well. So if y'all want to complain, well, black children don't have this. Look at them same black motherfuckers who pretending on front of that fucking television. Ask them, well, well, what have you been doing? How come they don't have? So what's your record? Let me, let me see what you've been voting yes and no on. Check check their record and see what they've been voting yes and no on. A lot of them motherfuckers, they, they don't have because a lot of them bouncers ain't on your team. They'll say no good shit when the cameras come on. But behind them doors when they time to vote, the motherfuckers, man, they, listen, they got their own interests at heart. Again, you look at a lot of these cities. I'm telling you, man, look at a lot. That's why I keep saying, look at a lot of these cities where our people at. And you can see, I, I wish I still had this clip on here. <clears throat> we talk about black leaders. Just because you got black political leaders don't mean your situations have gotten any better. Just look at it, y'all. We have black mayors. We have black governors. We have black this, city council members. Y'all probably have damn near, damn near majority all black city council members, or some people they call aldermans in certain places. But your mm-hmm. fucking situations ain't got no better, man. Memphis at one time was number one on the poverty list. But we had two black mayors for 20 fucking years. But Memphis was on the number one, number one on the poverty list. Under two black mayors. And damn near all black city council. council. Why? Shouldn't they be That's qualified to speak in the best of our interest, though? They know our plight, don't they? Mm-hmm. Because the mayor, the one the mayor, Will, the one I'm talking about, Willie Harris, he grew up in South Memphis. He went to Booker T. Washington High School and shit. He grew up in the hood. So shouldn't he know our plight? Hell fucking no. They don't give a fuck. They out for their own special interests to get what they want, that moolah. Now like I said, number one, he sold all like you know he he was behind all of the so-called what they call project or the uh, or, uh, uh, you know the low-income income houses. He was behind that project for them tearing them down and stuff. So he made a lot of money behind that shit, a lot of money. And I'm here to let you get back in. Just and he tried to run for mayor. I think he's he was talking about it again. He tried to run for mayor the last election we had. And people was, man, crazy about him, man. I mean, they was crazy about him in this city. But he ended up stepping down and tried to run for, a, I think, um, state congressman or something like that. And he lost. But he left his mayor's seat 
Man, the elders, the elderly around here used to love him. They was crazy about him. And because uh, he was almost like a Trump, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. He, he, he going to say what he, how he felt. He going to say how the hell he felt. He had, a, he had a mouth like Trump. Now, I ain't going to lie. But the people loved him, man. He was the people's champion in this city. But when he left the people, he left, which he was, you know, people found out later that he really won about shit, really. But anyway, nut, <laughs> nutshell. He tried to run again, and I would listen to the radio station. They would talk about him running. Mostly every black person was like, man, the hell with him. I'm not voting for him no goddamn more. I'm not voting for him no more because he never should have left the first time, and they started bringing out all the shit that he talked about he was going to do and he, how he sold a lot of shit in the city of Memphis. Like, nah, and he lost. He lost. See, he, they, they play the game. Well, they they think they got people, the black people, the voters wrapped around their finger, but the voters showed them, like, uh-uh, show your ass now. You, you, we ain't with you no more, Doc. Go sit your ass down somewhere. And this is how we got to be, man. <laughs> but go ahead, just And uh, and I'm, I'm going to play. Oh, let me, I tell you what, just, let, me, let me play you since you mentioned, you mentioned that mayor. It's only like a minute since you mentioned him. Let me play sure. a clip with him. You mentioned him right fast. So, uh, the, 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 the Demonizing children is wrong. We have to keep them safe as well. That is Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson saying the teenagers who rampaged through downtown last weekend deserve sympathy as much as punishment. He fielded questions after speaking to lawmakers earlier. Our political editor, Mike Flannery, joins us with more. Mike? Natalie and Anthony, while the mayor-elect said he doesn't condone the violent assaults and robberies committed downtown last weekend, he offered no specific plans regarding the threat of renewed violence this spring and summer. He spoke mostly in general terms about troubled youth. They're young. Sometimes they make silly decisions. They do. And so we have to make sure that we are investing to make sure that young people know that they are supported. And we also have to make sure that police officers who put their lives on the line have the resources that they need to keep it safe. Earlier, the oh, wait, wait, I got to stop there one minute. Now, this is, hold on, y'all, y'all heard it. Let me, let me go back. Let me see. Make sure the police got the resources in. Hold on, let me go back to that, y'all. The resources that they need on, to keep it safe. Put their lives on the line, have the resources that they need to keep it safe. Clearance rate. Make sure the police had the resources they need to do the job. But this is the same mother sucker who said he's going to defund the police. That's the same motherfucker, y'all, who said he's going to defund the police, but now he's in front of the motherfucking camera again. What did he be saying? They need to have the resources they need. And you know what? That's why I told you that the lady, the black lady that tried to help, that uh, the Caucasian lady that got jumped on, she said, well, she went to tell the police. They said, well, you can expect a lot of this under, uh, under what's the name, Brandon Johnson? You can expect a lot of this. That's side happening under his administration when he come in. Because you know why? Like I said, and those police I was looking at, they was running and getting the fuck away because you know what? they like, fuck it. They finna defund us anyway. He's talking about defunding us, so what the fuck? We we don't let them tear this motherfucker up. That's basically like you, you could damn near see how they how the police was moving the hell out of the way, like man shit. Just look at them police, look at the, the pictures when y'all see the police. They were chilling. Let me finish this out. Let me finish this out. Let me go back a little bit and let me finish this out. And we also have to make sure that police officers who put their lives on the line have the resources that they need to keep it safe. Clearance rate. Earlier, the mayor like spoke to a joint session of the Illinois General Assembly, as Lori Lightfoot did four years ago. But where Lightfoot knew little of the inner workings of the state capitol, Johnson once worked for Senate President Don Harmon of Oak Park. I think that's, that's enough. That's enough, though. But yeah, I just want you just to hear his thing. 
we shouldn't be demonizing them. You know, our children, it was wrong. But y'all hear what he said. He has no, he have no solution. He has no solution to what is going on. They want this thing to happen. But what you got there, Brother Justice, this? No, again, uh, you know, like whatever's going on out there in Chicago, and it seems like that mayor is going to end up getting impeached. Now, I don't know, but he don't seem like he has an idea on what he should do. He wants to play both sides of the fence. And if you're the mayor, you got to lay down the law in your way and how you're going to run your city. You can't be with, you can't have so much sympathy in the sense where, oh, well, you know, we can't really go hard on the children but at the same time. You know, we we got to go, we got to do something or whatever he's trying to say. It's not adding up. So it, it's like you were playing a clip that I had already mentioned about why I, why I think a lot of the children are behaving like they are is because back in the day when we were growing up and these things were in place where, you know, you had after-school activities and a lot of children got involved in other activities that kept them grounded, that kept them to make them feel important and to feel that they should uphold who they are and their character and their family's name and to be respectful and to have respect for themselves. Today, that's going out of the window. That's because these these things are not in place anymore. All the things that we used to have in, like, woodshop class and we used to have home economics class and stuff, and these things would ground you. Like, today the children, they don't have anything that can ground them. And if they did, that would make them focus more on having more self-respect, and then being able to tap into being an, entre- an entrepreneur. Um, if you were to learn home economics and learn how to cook and prepare food and all kinds of, you know, you can bake cakes and, and you'd be a great cook or a chef and you know, seafood and, and barbecue, this and that, everything, you can learn all that stuff while you're in school. I learned a lot of that in high school, and that's no longer in the high schools in black communities. But just imagine if it was today with the technology that they have now with black children in their minds, you would see so many children going off and opening up their own restaurants or opening up their own bakery, their own catering services based on the education that they were getting in school that made them want to do something that's going to make them make, that's going to help them to make money and to be successful. That's just one area of opportunity that has been taken away. That could have been uh, something that led to a long lasting fulfillment of someone having 
finances to fulfill their life's dreams based on learning something in school. And then there's other activities that you could have learned in home economics or when you went to that class that you learned how to sew clothing, put on buttons on shirts and actually sew clothes together and make make a shirt or make a pair of jeans and stuff. So it was just imagine the day if these children had those things in school and then they put it online, they took pictures of what they making in school and now their minds are working. Say, so, you know what, I can be a fashion designer. I'm be you know, I you know what I'm saying? They just start opening up their mind. They, oh, you know, I can have my own store. And not only I'm a fashion designer with my own name, I got my name on my jeans and I got my own store because I learned how to do this in school when I was 13, 14, 15 years old. And then by the time it was 18, 19, 20, they got a business license and they're doing their life dream from what they started when they learned when they were 15. Now they're on their way. Their career is wide open. And, um, so it's so many children they would they would love to have learned or to learn how to design clothes and be in art class and draw things and then from drawing things or painting things and that opens up your mind more you create more and you know what I painted these sneakers I'm gonna open up a sneaker store I'll put all or, you know, I'm about to paint all these, you know, this dude, he's painting sneakers. So he's like, you know what, I can make a sneaker store or I can make a, I can make my own sneaker like Kanye West did because in art class, it opens up your mind. Now, they took art away out of the schools. Now, you know, there's no art in the black schools, and at least where I know around here. In the white schools, they got all the stuff I'm talking about. So we're not talking about the white schools. They got everything and then some. But the black schools, these things have been taken away over a period of time to when now we don't even remember that they had them. Things were in place. And because they're no longer in place, all they want these black kids to have is a computer because they want them to be a slave. And they don't want them to have opportunities to do things to open up their minds to uh, think for themselves. They want they want to shape their thinking and make them to do whatever they want them to do, talk how they want them to talk, behave how they want them to behave. And this is what you're seeing, this anarchy, this design. This is a plan because they know better. The system knows how to make things work the right way and make things work for everybody. And it knows how to mess it up for whoever it want to mess it up for too. And that's what has happened here. When they closed down those schools and black people, like you said, who did this? It was black parents who kept talking about the children aren't reading on the right grade level. The children aren't on the getting the math scores high enough. They're taking the SATs and they're not scoring well. Um, all of the poor educational statistics on black children that show them 
uh, and kind of like the bad or the worst kind of on the wet, you know, edge of where people are being judged on their curriculum or, or their education or how to get their marks. The black kids seem to come up short in mostly all of the areas as far as, you know, which whatever, if it's, if it's uh, math or if it's reading or even English class or whatever it was, we're coming up short. And then the black parents are saying, well, if y'all can't educate our kids, y'all need to close down these schools. Just close them down. And every time I would turn around or I would listen to a black talk radio station and they start talking about school, you hear these parents or older adults say they need to close down the schools. And my skin would cringe when I hear them say that. Because it didn't make any sense. They're making excuses for why the children aren't learning and the children that came before them was able to learn. The greatest generation of black people was everybody who came before 1986. Everybody from before 86, was you, they ain't had no excuse. They did everything they were supposed to do. They got the education. They ain't say, oh, well, they can't teach us and none of that stuff. They did what they were supposed to do, got out of school, became successful. We dropped the ball after 86. People started not going the whole way, going to do a lot of shortcuts. And so making excuses, oh, well, we can't learn. Y'all can't teach us. But everybody else learned before y'all start saying that stuff, close down the schools. They kept saying close down the schools. I was like, man, this is ridiculous. It didn't make sense to me. Why would you want to close down the most important thing for your child to go to is a school when they a small child and they're supposed to get an education to put them, you know, to get them right? You're not going to deprive a child of an education. But if you're talking about close down the schools, you, you, you've given up because – you're talking about the schools, but it starts at home. So if your ignorant ass can't teach your child at home how to start to learn, how to begin to think, and how to learn how to behave, and how to speak, and how to talk, how to carry yourself in front of adults, and how to have respect, and just certain just little things. But no, at home it's a whole bunch of ignorance going on, a whole bunch of whole bunch of it. And it comes to the point where sometimes the child will have to grow up and be the example to the parent. And they were doing that too before eighty six. Parents was kinda of ignorant or whatever, that child would put his head down in them books, get that education, come back and 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 be an example and, and make mother and father proud of him. So you know what? Yeah, this son right here, this is where we, we raised him. That's why he's successful. That's why he is a doctor now, okay? Well, I ain't even go to school or whatever. My son a doctor, okay? I'm just saying. We didn't make no excuses until after 86 <laughs> with the new millennial ones. 
and all these people and stuff, you know, not that millennials making the excuse, but the parents and the parents' parents starting to make excuses. So, yes, sir. Um, you can go ahead and take over from there if you want. Yes, sir. And, yeah, like I said, even <clears> – <throat> and I'm going to play a quick clip on something right back. You kind of touched on something going to keep us in – in, in, in where we going? Um, cause you know we say we, we can we can look at the school systems, but like you said, it starts at home. Because you know we always hear this thing that, uh, especially in our community, we say that the mother is the first teacher of the child, so that that mother and the father is uh, there. You you are more responsible for educating your children than your than the school system because like like we say in the black community, right? You know how we say once we get into the knowledge of self and whatnot, man, they be lying our children. They know goddamn uh, uh, Christopher Columbus discover America and this that and other. Mm-hmm. They always teaching us the white man lies. So you know when we say that, so that's what they're gonna teach our children when they go to school anyway. So still again, we have to learn. Like we like we saying now, we have to learn our history. So that is true. So we as so called black parents, African American parents, whatever we want to whatever we want to be called, we need to educate ourselves as well. So and like and not put so much responsibility off on the school system because and we said they they got they should be doing this, they should be doing that. And when they do give them something, we're gonna say, Well, they taught my children, they're teaching us all their children all these goddamn lies. Well, you the one put all the uh, uh, um, responsibility on the, and emphasis on they need to be educating your children. But the thing again, and I know they say that what they got to go, but here's something else too, right? So I say a lot of things is, is more on us. And as a community, I mean, let me play this thing right fast. Because like I said, we we putting, it's going back to these Walmarts closing. Let me play this right fast. Oh, let me see. Enough. But let's do a flashback to nearly five months ago. We all remember this clip from the Walmart CEO. The, the criminals won't be prosecuted below certain levels. Does that matter? If that's not corrected over time, prices will be higher right. and or stores will close. If law enforcement doesn't do its job to curb retail theft, stores will close. Well, here it is. That's exactly what's happening. The Democrat on the ground activist response is exactly what you might expect. Oh, we have health care deserts. We have food deserts. Yes, sir. And we wonder why. Yes, sir. Our communities look like they look. That we have violence every single day. Speak the truth. It is just not on us. It is on the corporate citizens that come into our community and ravage our community. And Walmart, you should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. You are the reason that our community lacks the investment that they have. We should not have to go out of our community to find jobs. Now, let me stop right here for a second. Let me back up to this is, again, a victim. This, this is what I'll be telling y'all about, this victim mentality bullshit that I'm sick and freaking tired of. Y'all, I'm trying not to use profanity. <laughs> no, I sound like y'all today. You sound like one of the white boys yourself, Aria. But... <laughs> You're blaming Walmart for the crime. You're blaming corporate uh, corporations for the crime in your community. And you're saying Walmart ought to be ashamed of itself. See, this is why you have uh, the poverty and 
and and and it's because they they mad because Walmart said even to leave because they losing money. They, they, before he started speaking, this guy, Walmart was saying that they're losing money. They're not being they're not making profits. Now I had um I had a guy who worked, used to work with. We was having a conversation, and he he used to work for Walmart, and he said that Walmart uh, they, now they probably changed the policy, but he was like. If you stole anything, went in that shop, if you stole something under twenty dollars, they wouldn't prosecute you. But anything over twenty, they they would. And so that's what kind of what the guy was even saying on when the clip first started off. You know, over time, by doing stuff like that, hey man, you you you're gonna lose. So yeah, just let them spank their hand if it's twenty dollars or you know even probably twenty five. Just spank their hand, but you're gonna keep losing. Because you paid for that yep. merchandise, you know you paid for it. But but let let me go back to this one part here again. This dude. That our community lacks the investment yes. that they have. We should not. The black community like the investments that they should have. Why? Because of Walmart and these corporations. Go out of our communities to find jobs. We should not have to go out of our communities to get medicine. We should not go out of our communities to be able to shop. We should be able to do all of this in our community. Right here. We deserve. We deserve. And we, we deserve, deserve to be able to shop. Yes, sir. And, you hear, and, and y'all hear somebody in the background because Walmart closing. See, see how the sickness is, how the programming is? Walmart closing. So, and they talking about we deserve justice because Walmart is closing. They... <laughs> And you hear that? We deserve. Now I agree with him. We deserve to shop in our own community. We deserve to have jobs in our own community. I agree with that. But whose responsibility is that? Let me finish this out right there. Yes. Yes. In our own community. In Somehow, yet again, another. Now let me let me go let me let me chop him up for a little bit. Now all of these things I agree with. He said we should deserve. What he's saying we should deserve. We deserve to have these in our community. He's right. I agree. But whose who's responsibility? If we're saying these and I, as he's saying the black community and whatnot, who's responsible? Who's who is responsible for that? It's our responsibility then for as, as so-called black people. Why are you mad? Here we go, right? I got to play the race card. We, you mad at white folk because they? You, you, and we'll say this, man. White folk, we got on. The, we on the plantation. You mad because the white folk got you on the plantation? Because you asked for him to build a plantation. You talk about, well, you give us jobs. So he got Walmart. That's your plantation. He got you on the plantation. Now you complain about he not paying you enough while you own the plantation. Now he said, well, you know what? I'm going to shut down the plantation. Oh, no, master. You're doing us wrong shutting down the plantation. Well, goddamn, what do you want? <laughs> I, I opened the plantation for you and gave you a job. I'm paying you a little bit. Now you complain about what I'm paying you. And now I say, well, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to shut down the plantation. Now you're mad because I'm shutting down the plantation. What the fuck do you want? But here's the thing about well, it. See, they, you, how, and this is why I tell y'all, man, y'all been looking at it. This is why these socialist motherfuckers do not like capitalism. This is why, again, they want to destroy capitalism. Listen to, listen to these motherfuckers when they be telling y'all that. AOC and all them, they don't like that. They don't like capitalism. Because here's the thing again. How are you going to get mad at me? I'm just saying me or Walmart, anyway. Any one of these stores. I, I invested my money in starting this business. If I see that I'm losing money because I'm trying to, you know, create business opportunity, I, I decide to open up this business, you know, and hire people in the community. 
but I'm losing money. I'm losing money. Now, I'm, I'm not making no profit. I, now, I started this off with penny nickels and dimes when I started this. Now, I'm making, yeah, I'm making a little change. I'm making a little change now. And the more money I make, the more I can expand my business. But I'm losing. Now, I came from losing profit from this store. Now, I can't open another store in the community where I can hire more people. So I'm losing. So now I shit. Instead of opening another uh, uh, a store, I'm going to have to even shut this goddamn store down. So can I not make – do I not have the right, if I'm losing money, my own money, that I started this thing? Well, you didn't, you didn't put in on this. I put this money in there and put my job and put the job there so you could have merchandise. And, yeah, and I gave y'all some, you know, a job. It might not be what y'all want me to pay y'all, but, shit, hey, I got other overheads that y'all don't know about. And then, plus, I'm trying to save a little so I can open more business and, I mean, more uh, uh, locations to give y'all more jobs. So if I decided I'm losing, how you going to get mad at me for my own shit? That's what I'm tripping off. How they going to be mad at Walmart? That's their shit. How you mad at them? You ought to be mad at. This what y'all better get on them. Like that dude right there, what you need to be getting on mad, mad at is why the fuck y'all hadn't put shit in your own fucking community. Quit begging these white, and, and I, I got to play it, y'all. I got to do it. Quit be, you, you mad at white folks and say they racist, but you begging them to put jobs in your fucking community. And, it, it's, and I'm telling y'all, it's in really embarrassing because you sitting on this motherfucking national television and all this shit. Begging the white folks to keep the job and they're talking about what we gonna eat, where we gonna get our food from. That y'all see, y'all might not agree with all y'all son Ray, but but it, it sounds fucking embarrassing. We always talk about black power. Black power this, black power that's really power. You know what we need to do? What go back to Tulsa right fast. And kind of Justin was talking about the school system where they just teach you trades and all of this. If we want to look at anything about Tulsa, Oklahoma. Not going back reminiscing about how they tore it up and be in order to keep ourselves pissed off. What we need to be doing is looking and trying to figure out what was the blueprint that they used to establish like Black Wall, I mean, yeah, Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the first fucking place. So we can do it today. There's no damn reason in, 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 in hell. There's no way with all of this money and things and opportunities that we have as so-called black people in America today. We don't have stuff like Tulsa, Oklahoma had. There's no fucking way. With all this so-called freedom we're we supposed to have, you got million, you got plenty of millionaires, basketball players, shit. Jump straight out of college, play, he might start off with one million. You got plenty, people got plenty got money. I mean, black people got plenty of money around here. Plenty of money. Why? And we can spend billions of dollars, like I was saying on another show, we can spend billions of dollars giving to these churches, talk about building funds. They're talking about building funds. You don't need no more goddamn mega churches. Time out for all them fucking mega churches. If you're going to build a building fund, let's put in on a building fund so we can build grocery stores. Your churches and all of these houses of worship, if you want to help the people, truly help the people, I can read the Bible for myself. I got plenty of them over there. I can read all of them by myself and study. I can listen to other people, too, but still, again, we need some tangibles for our people. So when stuff leave out of our, our community, we ain't got to be begging no goddamn body and making a shame talk about, well, well y'all ought to be ashamed of y'all, sir. Did, mm-hmm. you, did, did you invest in Walmart? Did you give Walmart $20 to start up Walmart? I'm talking about the little dumbass dude. Did, for right. people, and I understand 
it's gonna be it, it it's gonna be hard because we think about the elders. It's gonna be tough on them to have you know to get around. I understand that. That's 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 true. I understand all of that. But again, this is why we're supposed to be instead of we're supposed to be trying to invest in our own communities. So if we talk, so we won't have to worry about this. We should, we could like if a couple of us, we got to let, you know, come into some money here, you get some scratch off or you win you a couple of thousand dollars. Hey man, let's invest in buying this so we can put it in this, so we can put into that. You know, so and it, 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 right. it's really sad, brother. Go ahead, brother. But it's, it, that's embarrassing, man. That's fucking embarrassing. That's them folk business, man. That's their business. I mean, that's they, they company. They lose money and they say, hey, I don't want to lose no more money no more. I'm sorry, y'all. I got to close down. And I'm, I'll come back well, to something know, else. Go ahead, brother, when you get through. All I can say is you on it, doggone it, and you are so correct about that and um, how they're begging Walmart to stay in town when a lot of uh, a lot of towns uh, protest Walmart coming to town. So for them to be talking all like that, we should be able to get our medications and all this stuff from here and all this and uh, what they should be doing is organizing and pooling their money and breaking ground somewhere and building something that they need to come and get their pharmaceutical medications that they can buy products and different things. It may not be Walmart, but it can still supply the needs of the community, and it will be black-owned or at least community-owned and run, and businesses can – Go ahead. No, nah, I'm agreeing with you there. Yeah, because like I said, community owned. That's it. Yeah, because there ain't no sense in um, worrying about some billionaires who who want to run because they're losing money in the first place because people are stealing. Uh, we I'm not pointing the finger anyway because. I can point it all kinds of ways. And it's usually a case where people are trying to support their needs or their habits and stuff. A lot of people who are thieves. Um, You know about the opioid epidemic here in Philly. And so those druggies will come into the dollar store and have a field day and go undetected in a lot of cases or unsurveilled, and they're robbing them blind. And they come out on the street, and they got 10 soaps, and they selling them, you know, each bar for a certain amount. They got all these lotions. They got every kind of thing that they can they can boost out of the store right there in their bag, and they walked out of the store with all of this stuff, and they do and 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 they do and they they'd be glad they know when the trucks come in they know when and the place be empty because of the theft and they constantly fill this place back up, but these people are coming in there. And no, there's no, uh, there's not a, hardly any security. There may be one security person in there. They got all these cameras, but really, who's 
watching white people. So they're robbing them blind. And I go in the stores, and the stores, the shelves are empty. And it's not that people buying everything off them shelves. These druggies are supporting their habits. They're out there selling these products that they stole. They all over in the Rite Aid. They stole everything out the Rite Aid, these white folks with the drug habit. Every store that they can go in and they ain't ain't no security. Ain't nobody looking at white people the way they do black people and the black people don't come in there with Mm -hmm. those intentions. But meanwhile, they point the finger, oh, the blacks stole everything. That's why they're closing down the, the store now. The, the dollar store going to close because uh, black people are stealing everything. Meanwhile, it's totally opposite. You see what I'm saying? So I don't like to point. You don't have to point the finger all the time. Of course, you can find where anarchy breaks out. And then the black people all together, it'd be hundreds of them, and they loot the whole store. They coming out there with big TVs, and, and they coming out of there with uh, all kinds of appliances and music and whatever, you, you know, iPads and whatever they can grab. So it goes every direction. It's really not a color that you can put on it. It's, it's, it's people who are opportunists. And, whatever the case is or why they're doing what they're doing because their life isn't structured. They have all kinds of needs that aren't being met. There's a lot of people who are missing love in their life completely. And people are taking advantage of the time that we are living in the way that they know how to the way that they're being direct, uh, directed how when they watch different movies that tell you what to do. When a certain thing happens in America, this is what's going to happen. This is what the climate's going to be, and this is what everybody can do. They have movies called Anarchy, Anarchy in America, movies that – they looking up in the future, say, okay, this was going to happen. There's going to be a pandemic. There's going to be, a, a, well, what do they call it? So some kind of thing, day 12 or something. There's all these different names they had where it was going to be where you get locked down. Everybody's locked down. This all before the lockdowns and all that came. They had movies called Lockdown and, um, and Quarantine before we were even doing the quarantine. So the movies, the movies that show you what to do when the conditions happen, because that is what is overall is the thing that we call mind control. And when you watch the movies and you participate in everything America have to offer, you watch everything on the movie and everything that come on TV. You do what America tell you to do. Yeah, I'm in the country wizard. We uh-huh. got a caller. Uh, just call in. Area code five. All right, let's five, bring in the caller. Area code five one two. Peace. Welcome in the country free the radio. Hey, What's hey. your name? Devon. It's Devon calling in. How y'all doing? Brother Devon. Brother peace, Devon. Peace. 
Yo, what's up? How y'all been, man? I've been listening in the past few weeks. Been trying to find yes, time sir. to get on here, so I finally got some. Yes, sir. Appreciate well, it. Yeah, great, uh, man. Great, good to hear from you, man. Yes, sir. Uh, sure. uh, sure. Big Mind sent me a message about you. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. He let me know. Uh, I, every time he'll tell me, I'm I'm busy, man. I'm always out of town, so I'm trying to. I try to keep up, catch up to the shows when I can. But I've been keeping up lately. So yes, sir. Finally, yes, sir. Have get on here. Um, yes, sir. I want to talk you, about you guys. Um, I hope y'all hear that thunderstorm outside. I'm sorry, but um, oh, I want to talk bro. about the Chicago thing that's going yes, on that um y'all was talking about. Um, so I grew up about six years in Chicago, as you know. I lived in Memphis as well, so I, I'm, I'm from Mississippi, but I didn't live in these major cities. Um, yes, sir. And throughout my teenage years, I lived in Chicago, and as far as you know, you I, I believe you were talking about the I don't know if it was in Chicago, but kids or teenagers running in a mall or stores or some which one was it? That was in Chicago uh last weekend. Yeah, so it's like with me being a kid growing up in Chicago in like, you know, twenty twelve to like twenty sixteen, we we had things that we could do and it's there's no excuse for none that's been going on as far as like you know, looting and, you know, messing up properties and everything. But I know for sure growing up, we had our own restaurants, you know. We had some stores. I would say it was very few, but we did have some. Lately, what's been going on in, like, you know, out west Chicago, out south Chicago, like before I even left, a lot of people are moving from the suburbs into these areas. And what they're doing is, buying these properties and gentrifying them. I guess that would be the word, but that's I would say that's the big thing that's going on in Chicago right now. Um, they tearing down buildings and, you know, et cetera. And what's really going on now with everything in regards to our own businesses and community and our communities and everything is the property taxes are getting raised very high when people come in from the suburbs with these millions of dollars being able to buy this place and turn it into a coffee shop or uh, a yoga studio is something that we really didn't even have until those people came in. Now, it's different people. I'm not going to put it on a certain race, a certain religion, but it's people that are not from Chicago or from the hood of Chicago or the actual city, if you get what I'm saying. They're coming in, they're taking everything over, and they're raising the property taxes where it's like, okay, well, now my grandma got to move somewhere else. Uh, my uncle got to move somewhere else because of this and that. They're also taking away the community centers as far as, like, the YMCAs, the Boys and Girls Clubs. All those things are being taken over. So it's like, what what can be done? And I know Lightfoot, she was full of it. This other guy, I don't even really know because I live in Texas now. I can't really keep up with everything. I'm just – that's just from my experience as far as, you know, the community, you know, restaurants or grocery stores, corner stores, whatever it goes. It's it's getting really hard, and even out here in Texas, it's getting hard as far as, you know, keeping what we built and what's rooted in our families and communities. That's right. And, brother, I, I mean, you you said you remember. Now I remember you. I, I, I was like, man, I remember. Who is it, brother? I remember you because I was trying to wonder. I said, man, somebody used to call said they used to live in Chicago. Like, I couldn't remember who it was, and, and I, that, that was you. Yeah. Yes, sir. I remember yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yes, sir. Sure, appreciate it. And yeah, uh, uh, might I ask, brother? Like I said, what's your, what's your age bracket? Is messing it for a reason? Oh, I'm 24 now. 
And see, that's why I'm glad you that you call in because, like I said, we don't want people like they, you know, we it's like we not we're knocking out youth, but like I said, we know I, I we want to see you uh, uh, youth man be saved. That's why it's good to have you know, like I said, somebody your age to call in and represent you know your uh, yeah. your generation, and that's good. But like I said, yeah, and, and you're right, bro. Like here in Memphis, they shut down a lot of the community centers. Mm-hmm. And and because they always talk about we don't have the funds for this, we don't have the funds for that, but then they come up with some mm-hmm. old ignorance, like you said, uh, bringing something. Uh, what they call like they bringing damn soccer team. They got bring a damn soccer team. Like they got uh, UFF US what's it called USFL team. They don't went brought and brought to the city. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, but you ain't got no no you don't have no money for no, for the educations and stuff, right? Okay, but y'all got money right. for this bull crap. Like now they got right. uh, they trying to build the damn mayor county mayor which I would say black <laughs> I throw that in there mm-hmm. because we always yeah. want to blame everybody but he's want to talk about building another hospital building another hospital that's cost that's gonna cost a billion some dollars and everybody oh, and maybe talk about uh, they trying to ask them well how are you gonna pay for it well maybe we have to raise property taxes but like damn man everybody already like you yeah. said going through hardship. Come on, bro. Hold up on that hospital shit. Y'all coming yeah. up, man. Listen, you ain't like I said. You're not really doing nothing with the ones you got, but you want to build a brand new hospital. So it's like, come on, bro. They throwing away money, throwing around money, but like you said, they take away. And if they spend that money, like they always got to take away something. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things always seem to the budget cuts come right around mm-hmm. the black community. Oh well, hell, they don't need nothing anyway. Yeah. It's, it's just confusing, man. I don't, I don't even know uh, where the the source could come from. You know, I feel like just seeing how historically everything has happened as far as the city used to be where the rich people were and the suburbs were where the you know less fortunate people were. Then it just switches off every twenty years, and I, it seems like that's yeah. what's happening again. Um, so they're putting what was out in the suburbs into the city. Like it's yeah. if you. I mean, I'm from Chicago, but if you've been in Chicago, you know, see how it is. It looks totally different than what it looked like about five years ago. It looks rejuvenated, and they're just putting stuff that doesn't help anybody, you know, it's or the kids, anything. And it's like, what's the source? Like, who are the people that's making these decisions, you know? I don't. I honestly don't know. Yeah. Like I said, man, they, it's like they're setting our children up for failure. Well, they're setting our whole – Yeah. They're setting them up for failure. Yeah, like like what they say, man. The devil, uh, like what grandma say, man. The uh, idle time is the devil's workshop. So you don't have nothing for them. They're gonna find. They're gonna find something to get into. And when they find something, mm-hmm. then you ain't gonna like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, me and my coworker were talking about it today. As far as like the, even just in a regular neighborhood, it'll just be a, a basketball court that they'll just come and take down or, or lock up, yeah. so the kids can't go hoop no more. You know, it's it's confusing. I just want to know what's the what's the those people's end goal with doing this. Like, do they know? Do you think they know what's going to happen? That they know that these kids going to end up running inside these stores and taking everything and looting yeah. and just getting into some. Some hood type, you know, who who knows? Like, but it's it's really confusing. Yeah. I can't think of a valid reason as to why they're doing it. Yeah, and, I think it's all I think it's all orchestrated. That's why in the beginning I had said, like I said, um, I, I I think man, even with that happening in Chicago, 
somebody putting somebody yeah. somebody's behind this. I don't you know I, I don't I don't think yeah. you want those just children. Somebody is is really behind that because I, I don't know if you heard me say well uh, I was mentioned about when Ferguson when they uh, they said that the guys one of the said blood uh, or the blood organization had said that Eric Holder used to be what was he just, I forgot what he was I think he was the over the Justice Department something he was he was with Obama and mm-hmm. said that they paid. They was paying them to go in there and ride because they wanted to uh, try to experiment and see how martial law would work in Ferguson. So they was paying them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, and and even when you go back, you said with George Floyd's situation, you see all that riding and I mean looting and stuff was going on. And we know how yeah. uh, what's his name? Um, uh, man, I can't even I see his name so goddamn what George Floyd's, George Sor- Soros was paying yeah. and pumping money into all of this stuff by uh, protesting. And you could even use you you can find it on Craigslist. When they was getting ready to do something in the city, they have it on Craigslist. We need uh, mm-hmm. uh, paid anarchists. We need some uh, some people to ride. Wow. And they was paying people. Hell, and even giving them uh, uh, health care packages and shit. They were paying them. Because mm-hmm. wow. I remember Alex Jones even no busted them one time in uh, Austin, Texas. He busted them. They had a busload. They was giving yeah, protest yeah, I live in one Austin area. Too, so, yeah, yeah, I, li- I live in Austin. I was down there. I was. I was down there doing the rides and everything, and you know, yeah. the marching. I was in Houston too, because you know, Houston and Austin are too far from each other. And I seen it all. I was, I mean, I was yeah. right in the middle of it, so I can, I can see where you can say it's definitely been overshared. I wouldn't put it past anybody. Honestly, yeah. So. Yeah, because even even and, here um, with Tyreek Nichols, they tried to get you know, Memphis is not known right now, not since Dr. King. They're not known for doing all that. They've been trying because even with the Tyreek Nichols, mm-hmm. when they was uh, had to live protests, and they had a lot of people who came from out of town. Find a lot of people coming from out of, uh, Atlanta, and they were the one who was mm-hmm. trying to stir up stuff. But the Memphis them, they didn't. People from Memphis like they weren't too fast on doing anything here like that. But it was mm-hmm. people they was interviewing. Like, where you from? Uh, uh, I'm mm-hmm. from Atlanta. I'm from so-and-so. They was coming from out of town, and they were the ones who was trying to cut up. And, ter- and a lot of this find out, a lot of this stuff, when they see those people doing it in Argentina, they don't even be from those respective towns. They come from somewhere else to do yeah. all the tearing up yeah. and looting. But go ahead, That's bro. You right. want to say something? Um, okay. Uh, Got to bring it back to my mind. All right, so the past, I don't know, the two weeks, three weeks, but Brother Justice was talking about what's affecting the kids, right? And yes, his sir. main thing was the music, right? Yes, sir. So I'm, it's like coming from my point of view, you can definitely put it, you know, on the music, right? Um, I'm Clearly, I know everything that's all the music that's being put out and pushed out. But wouldn't you think it's more so a domino effect, right, where this type of music has been made since the 80s, right? You know, NWA, you got the DJ Quicks, you got all those guys, and they were talking about the same things. So I don't, I'm not sure if we could solely put it on music. I think it would be more of social media, you know, because the music thing, of course, this has been happening for 30-plus years. Artists have been talking crazy on these records for a very long time now. So, just brother, does do you still like? Do you get what I could be saying as far as the domino effect in the music game? 
Yes, yes, Devon, I do understand. And I want to commend you for being such a young brother calling us up here and participating and being a long-time listener. I think I remember you being 19 calling us one time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think I was about 1920. So, yeah, I, I just want to commend you for being so intelligent. And Thank you. Um, you are you are ahead of your time, like I was you. at your age. You're right there where I was, and so just stay on stay on that same path. Now, Always. as far as what what I want you to understand is that without anybody in the room in a music recording booth with a 13, 14, 15-year-old today mm-hmm. rapping. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same as what you're saying that people been rapping this way for 30 years. It, this is different. This, this Now, listen, uh, Devon, hold on before you, under, before you misunderstand. Yeah. The difference today is what is the new development of it. It's a new development. It's called drill music. Mm-hmm. Drill music is far worse than trap music, gangster music, mm-hmm. or any other kind of hip-hop, rap-type music. This drill music is the fuel to the fire, and it, it's unchecked. And they say everything that is affirmative to negativity. And they all agree with it, and they want to do it, and they want to participate. Everybody has a, is a code. It's a whole, it's a whole diabolical outlook or way of thinking or self hate. That the overall aspect is to have no love and to have no feelings. Now, this drill music, in a combination of the music with the movie and the video games mm-hmm. is, 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 is the dynamics that I see that is the plague that is leading to the self-destruction and that behavior that overall is self-hatred driven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely get what you're saying. I mean, drill music started in Chicago, so I've seen it grow from Chicago to New York to Baltimore to even London. <laughs> like, it's it's even over there. So in Memphis. I, I definitely get what you're saying. Uh, not not in Memphis just yet, I don't think. It's not in Memphis or Atlanta. They don't have drill music yet. But they do talk about the same things. But what I will say is, growing up, um, my pop, he played a lot of gangster music. Uh, he was an L.A. guy. He grew up in L.A. So if you know how L.A. was in the 80s and the 90s, um, he played a lot of that music. And honestly, the only thing that sounds different to me is just the beats and the instrumentals. Because I don't know if you ever heard this album, but you have an album called Pyrus and Crips. You got an album called Crips This and Bloods and that. And you probably can guess what they was rapping about. <laughs> the same thing, just a different time period. Killing this Crip, killing this Blood, putting them in this and that. It's the exact same thing. And I also will have, you know, I got 
of course, records and everything that could back my statement, you know, as in regards to how the mu- music sounds. The only thing that has changed is the beats, honestly. And that's just where my confusion comes from because I, I heard it growing up. My pops played it all the time. He was in that, in L.A. They just added a different name right, to it. It's just a subgenre in music. During that time, Devon, we had a, almost a balance of you had a, almost a choice. Like you want to hear the type yeah. of gangster music. If you want to, you can go over here, or you want to hear like yeah. regular regular radio play type music, or you want to hear like some other East Coast hip hop. You can go over here. Yeah. So we had mm-hmm. like a whole variety. Right now, that variety, there's no variety. There's everything it sound is. the same. There is a big variety. variety. Yeah, it is. A big variety? It's just, it's a very big variety, and I can elaborate on it for you if you'd like me to. I mean, it's what you want to go look for, you know? Um, You got to be able to put your ear out into the new sounds that's out there. But you have drill music. So now what we call them now are sub-genres inside of the genre, which the sole genre we're talking about is hip-hop and rap, right? So drill would be a sub-genre of hip-hop and rap. You also have uh, Conscious, which is a sub-genre of hip-hop and rap. You also have uh, Heavy Loops and Samples. It's another sub-genre. So it's out there. It's just who's going to go look for it and find it. You got streaming. We're in a streaming era now. Back then, in the 90s, you just had the CDs and cassette tapes. Now you have Apple Music. You have Spotify. You have Amazon Music, YouTube Music. You have a plethora of streaming services to go on here and find the the sounds. Yvonne, Yvonne, hold on. All right, so when those kids out there masked up, they got on all black here in Philly, and they all skinny, and they shooting and killing each other, point, you know, like they're yeah. in a movie, right? And yeah. what they're listening to on their iPads is hardly anything conscious. It's hardly anything other than some drill music that's saying and giving them yeah. the – you know, that, that, you know, that fuel or that attitude that, yeah, mm-hmm. let's go do this. Let's kill somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, hardly any conscious music is going to do that. So what I'm saying is today's sure. drill music that the, the average 13 to 20-year-olds listening to is the fuel to their their mentality. It, it's what's mm-hmm. leading them on the street, like all of these crimes, and they're killing each other. And when you see the news, somebody mm-hmm. shot the guy 20 times or something like that with three or four mm-hmm. people or whatever it was, you know what I'm saying? They're yeah. listening to more than likely being led by this type of demonic-spirited music. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I understand where you're coming from. All I'm saying is, it's, it's, of course, it's depicted more today as far as on the news and social media goes. Now, I feel like it would be the exact same if we had social media in the 90s and the 80s. I fully believe in that. That is what's adding the fuel to the fire, social media. I'm, I've seen it. I'm seeing it change. I'm seeing it grow, and I'm seeing what it's doing. So what it's like basically in Chicago, and I'm just saying it's firsthand and experience because I was there. I've seen this. So if you on this block and somebody else is on the other block, right, and you know they uncle, you know they daddy, you know they you know whoever they may know on that block, and what happens is it trickles down to us, and it trickles down to the kids that's younger than us. And the way of thinking is, I don't like this man 
because his uncle killed my pops. You get what I'm saying? It ain't always mm-hmm. just the music. So yeah. what adds a fuel to the fire is social media because now we're getting on social media talking about these people and starting wars and beats over social media. Yeah, That's what's adding the fuel to the fire. What's you're wrong? posting things, talking about somebody dead homie, he's going to come find you and do you, et cetera, and it goes on and on and on. So all I'm saying is it's way deeper than just the music. It's way deeper than rap, way deeper. Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, I, I agree with brother. I see what uh, Brother Devon is saying, and I, and I agree. And like I said, it's, it's like I always say, y'all, my old thing, you know, we have been, we have been bit by different venomous snakes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yep. and so, like I said, it's, it's many things that's playing. As like I said, I agree. It's music on one hand, like I said, social media, and other influence of who they are hanging around. It's, it's different stuff, mm-hmm. right? It is. It's, it is. it's just not the music, man. They 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 got so many different traps out here. So yeah. So you're right. For sure. And like I said, some people that they may be what like I've said sometimes what are they under the influence of any kind of drugs? Or, or what mm-hmm. you know? That's a lot of things now. People on all these damn drugs, and so mm-hmm. you know. But it's just not a a, a one hit or quitter that that we can say that's it, <laughs> that's it right there. Nah, I don't I don't think so. Right. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you on that one. And you're right about the social media because on Facebook, so many incidents have happened where people have gone on live and committed a crime yeah, or man. kill somebody and then kill themselves or mm-hmm. did something else crazy and they just want to be seen and known and be famous just for a short period or to live on in infamy as somebody who did something mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, they and, the clout um, is a hell of a drug, man. Man. <laughs> and then, there, then there's the, the challenges that happen with people on Instagram who have beefs with each other and someone will simply say something about somebody and someone immediately takes, uh, you know, just wants to fight or kill because they said mm-hmm. something about somebody mm-hmm. and they see them on the street and they go and shoot them because they said yeah, something. That's, on that's what it is. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And I've seen so many people I went to school with and grew up with die from that. I've seen Damn. too many. And uh, I'm just saying, like, y'all write about the music, but just being in it, it, now it's like somebody say something on social media and then they'll go make a song about that person they said something about social media and then it blows up because people that don't live in it like to be entertained by it. That's what it is. And these labels and these record companies are putting millions behind this to push oh, yeah. it because that's what these kids are entertained by because the yeah. same kids that's so entertained by it are the same kids that are going to spend hundreds of dollars to go see you at concert. And you look at that crowd, they look nothing like you. Damn. So, it's is the reality of what it is. Is is music is a big part. Yes, it is. But social media is a bigger part <laughs> because mm-hmm. people want to be so famous for so many things. People want to get famous from killing somebody, even if they got to go to jail for the rest of their life. It's sad. Yeah. It, it's really sad. It's it's really sickening, man. Yeah. And yeah. movies lead that. Movies lead the direction of that. Like. The first oh, yeah. movie that state to to suggest these type of behaviors, they were already instructing you how to interact with the Instagram or social media through a movie first. 
then people began mm-hmm. to see this take place. Then they started to do what the movies did. It's just like back yeah. in the day, somebody in a movie, some kind of train, something train movie with Wesley Snipes in it, in, inside of a uh, New York subway toll booth station, inside like a little mm-hmm. box that the lady sits in. They threw some uh, flames or something in there and set her on fire. And then mm-hmm. about two weeks later, three or four times that happened in real life after the movie came out. And other things happen after a movie, then people will do something that they saw in the movie. They copy and they want to do, mm-hmm. because this is the devil's plan. It's yeah, all part of sure. the devil's plan. You see, I know, his movies. Um, go ahead, uh, Yvonne. Oh, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. But uh, when you saying that made me think of a, a recent show that I, I watched. I don't know if it was The Wire, which I think it was The Wire, yeah, where they were in the theater watching Scarface. Yeah, and they were watching, Mm. the kids were in the theater watching Scarface, and they left the theater like, I want to be like him. So you're right. You're definitely right. That was the way back then, yeah. Yeah. And even with social media, we was talking about, you know, like you mentioned social media. And, like, even with all of that, and y'all just go research human social engineering, human social engineering. And that's exactly what the hell this damn social media was. Uh, they are actually doing. And like I said, that's why they have the. the uh, I remember when somebody was breaking it down a long time ago. They were talking about that. That's why they put the the, the thumbs up, the happy faces, because they playing off your emotion. You see stuff, certain things that make you angry. That's why I talk about this anger spirit. Now that's what I just call it, y'all. This anger spirit is in the air. And in that movie, that documentary. Um, Uncle Tom the Odyssey. That's part two. That's his name of it. I couldn't think of it last time. It's Uncle Tom the Odyssey. That's part two. They showed a little girl in there. I think she was about, what, six six years old or something like that, probably younger than that. I think she was younger than that. Man, you know how they show, like, you know, some of these people out here, black power, black power. Man, she was revolutionary down, and she's only like, I think she was five. And they was like, what does young girl get to that? They was like, how hard she was going. Where'd she get this from? She have no damn clue about racism, white supremacy, being oppressed. Who teaching her that? Man, you should have seen how, man, this, this young girl with the fist all in the air. Like, somebody's teaching her that. It's like a lot of this stuff they're doing today to how they're, you keep seeing they throwing stuff out in the airways. I mean, let me do something like that. I got to throw this in there, too. They keep throwing stuff out to keep people angry, like the news is doing and stuff. And I'm going to talk about this. Oh, what the hell have my thing cut off, man? There's a saying when the devil ignores you. But here's something I want to say. Then you know you, there's a saying when the devil ignores you, then you know you're doing something wrong. Wait, I'm not done now. <laughs> you know, the, the devil goes, oh, no, leave him alone. Man. He's my favorite. <laughs> right, right, right. Don't you bother him. Yeah. Conversely, when the devil comes at you, Maybe it's because you're trying to do something right. That's words from Denzel Washington. <laughs> Just had to throw that in there. So you talk about Instagram justice. Had to throw that in there. But um, there's there's a situation I'm talking talk about how they how they play. Y'all know they they just we're seeing in the news, right? There's a situation where a 84 year old man, Caucasian, let me say Caucasian, so called white, shot a mm-hmm. what was it? The teenage 
teenage brother. Year old. 14 yeah. year old. 14. Yeah. Now, y'all see everybody saying he's racist. He's racist. It's racism, right? You see, they, they, they're saying that, right? Because he, we know the story how he's supposed to be looking for his brother and hit the wrong, hit the wrong door. Now, Ben Crump, mm-hmm. these race hustlers, all out there talking about it was racist. 84 years old, right? Check this out. Have y'all heard this other story? Same, same situation almost. It was a young white girl. It was two of them, actually, in some part of New York in a little country back road area. They went into a driveway. They was supposed to be going to pick up a friend. And they drove and turned around in this guy's driveway. They thought it was the right house. They turned around and drive realized it was the wrong, wrong house. They was turning around and getting ready to leave, trying to leave. The guy came out there and opened fire on the car and shot the passenger two times. She did. He just opened fire. They said he didn't have any any uh, interaction with them at all. Now he was a white. He was a Caucasian, and they was a. They kind of played it on the news. They've been playing it, but kind of same situation. Young black guy, wrong house, got shot. Got mm-hmm. to say nothing. Came out and shot him twice. White girl, young white girl, wrong driveway. White guy come out shooting. So what is the? That's still the, that's still that's still different. What's so different than the black guy, the black teenage skinny little kid ringing the bell and the man coming to the door with a gun and just opens fire at the man, at the little boy's skull. And then he falls on the ground and then he walks over him and shoots him in the abdomen. And then okay, say, but what, he was in spirit. Okay, his let, let life, he thought head. that. Prove, huh? prove, prove that it was prove. Can you prove in a court of law? That he was being racist. He shot him because he was racist. In a court of law, right? Ain't now, nobody and, said that yet. We, I don't, I'm not dealing have. with that. Yes, yes, they have. I'm not dealing yes, with that. I'm not. I mean, you're not. They, you're I mean, you can. You. That's you, why I you gave you the line. Two, that's why I gave you the two stories because I told you the race hustlers mm-hmm. are out there. That's what they're saying. It's an 84 year okay. I'm not trying to take up well, but I'm just but, trying but, to but, show I you mean, how the game has I mean, always been played. I, I, all right, look, Ari. Yeah, I mean, he, he went off sleep. He was eight years old and he was asleep. It was ten o'clock at night. You know, I mean, I feel like it's more of a mental health issue than anything else. And yeah, and you eighty-four years old. Come on now. And here's something, bro. I, I, and I throw this out that I'm telling my wife. I said, y'all look at this. I'm, I'm gonna say it like this here. They got, <laughs> and a lot of us, even even me now. Like I said, that's why I said I'm more. I'm hesitant, kind of like. Nervous about, damn, should I even go down to African April with all this shit going on? Like, every, you know, with all this going on. And you think about it. And I'm going to say, y'all know what they always said. White folks are scared that we're going to do to them what they've done to us. And they seeing, like, this uproar, like, in Chicago, all them young children out there. And, and like, you know, they watching this shit, all seeing them, telling them this. They showing them this. And, like I said, we talk about programming, right, again, like the social media. And all, they seeing this all over. Like, they scared as hell. Having a big problem, scared as it. And here's the early four year old man, see the black man, like you said, on his door, 10 o'clock at night. Oh, shit. I want to see one of them ones that have been going around there tearing up shit and breaking in shit. I'm not saying that's what happened, y'all, but y'all got, I'm just don't. But the story, again, I want to see the race hustlers tell that story, how they're going to spend, how they're going to they, they, This is what I'm trying to say, man. They keep on making us feel like we are fucking victims. 
Like that's why I said prove that that man prove that he killed him because he was being racist. All right, ahead, let man. me just let me ask you one question before Devon say something. Now let me just say this. Yeah. Do you think if the boy rang the bell, skin color was white, that that man would have shot him? I don't know. I can't go with mm-hmm. I I can't mm-hmm. go with what ifs. But we but like okay. I'm saying. Prove that he killed Tim because he was racist. Prove that in the court of law. Prove it. I want to see how they're going to prove it. So, I ain't never known so no, no white dude to go to a door and get shot at the door. Now, they were shooting way away, and the girl got shot down a distance, quite a distance from the house because the man was crazy in the house thinking somebody, he got all kinds of signs posted on his property, no trespassing, and all these mm-hmm. warning signs and stuff. So, the man mm-hmm. already crazy. And so somebody pulled up in the driveway. This man paranoid as hell. He just starts shooting at the two girls, and he didn't even know who he's shooting. He just shooting, and he mm-hmm. killed that white girl, and he didn't know who it was. Yeah, and Devon, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you go ahead, Devon. But see, we we look, we could look at y'all talking about he he 84. We could look at your senile ass old president, and see how that motherfucker act. And you think about here's another 80 80 some year old man. You see how your president, you see how he is, right? Motherfucker can't remember nothing. He's falling down and shit. Now I'm just saying now, y'all see this motherfucker in the public eye and see how he doing. Now here's another 84 year old man, right? I'm just saying. Mm. But go ahead. <laughs> I, I think uh, you know they always do do the you know the race thing, but I think what fueled them to even you know stand on that is because the 84 year old man's grandson said that he believed that the man had racist views. Uh-huh. His grandson said See? Yeah, so his See? Grand- no, I'm glad you his said that. Said people- he, was, um, he said something about he feels that he had racist views because he was a Christian Trump supporter. That's what his grandson said. So I think oh, that's what's shit. making him be like, there okay, well, See yeah. It, See, Benjamin Crump get a hold of that. It's a wrap. Let Benjamin Crump hear that. Let Benjamin Crump but, hear that. But, it's a wrap. But begin, but day, but I mean, they call you day, but justice. See, cause see, that's that's the narrative right there. Cause he's a Trump supporter. Mm, cause he's a Trump, mm-hmm. and that made him and make him a racist, a sympathizer with racist. But uh, but my point was, well, okay, have he's eighty four years old. So have y'all ever ha- have he had any run-ins? Or he ha- out of eighty four, he don't done some goddamn it. If he be he's racist, he don't did something to somebody in that neighborhood mm-hmm. or wherever. So they got to come. Have you ever did anything that anybody that y'all have any complaints or anything that he's done? Because he ain't been no goddamn 84 and he, you know, he shot at some black folks. He called them. You got the N-word. He, he done something, y'all. He got He had to. They're going to find it. They're going to find the whole long I'm list. Waiting. They're going to find Vince McCrump. They're going to dig and find I'm waiting to see because as <laughs> soon as this man got shot, here come Ben Crump. Here come the ambulance chasing. Woo, woo. Here they go. You're going to hear a long laundry list of the racist slurs that man said over the years and things that white man probably did. Watch. Coming right up. I keep on saying, they continue to keep, this why I say again, brother, this is why we always, we always are angry ass people because we listen to them motherfuckers what they keep on doing to us, bro. That's why we can never, that's like the Walmart situation again. You can't let blaming somebody and you, 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 you. Bro, and, yeah, this is why they continue to keep getting over like they're doing. Black Lives Matter, they made all that fucking money, 60-some million dollars or more, and they never gave shit back to the black community. 
They could have bought some plenty of goddamn their own black marks. It ain't got to be Walmart. It could have been black marks. If you want to call it Black Lives Matter, it could have been black marks. But they got $60 million off of talk about Black Lives Matter and black folks suffering and then give a goddamn quarterback to the black community. But they played you again. That's why I keep telling you. They keep playing you with your blacks. They get you caught up in your emotion. He killed him because he was black. Oh, man, we need to tear this motherfucker up. And again, you're going you're gonna to find out that ain't what it is. You find out that it ain't what it is. But again, that's the easiest thing to keep playing black people with. Keep on playing, playing us with our blackness and the race card. And and that's all by design again. You will say by the least, keep everybody fucking divided. Keep everybody fighting over. Oh, okay. Here go one more. Oh, here's a good clip. Come on. Where is it? Where is it? Let me get this playing. Do you think they show no get this one? Let me play. When a black billionaire meets a white billionaire, do you think there's any racism? Do you think they care? He's a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. Both our yachts are in Monaco. He's from Algeria. He stole all the gold. I'm a stock market whatever. There's no racism. The racism's for the poor people. Because if you keep the poor people divided, they can't wake up long enough to do what I did and read about how money works. Because if they do that, we're in big trouble, right? Then the slaves will wake up. You don't want to deprogram the slaves. So you have to convince the slaves that it's not the monetary system's fault that you're broke. It's not the monetary system's fault that you continue to work for a set number of dollars and the price of houses just keep going up and up and up. It's not the monetary system's fault. It's the white man's fault or the black man's fault or the Asian people's fault. Someone else's fault. I think all this stuff, feminism, racism, all these things, I think they're all control mechanisms. They have to keep the poor people fighting amongst each other because if the poor people all unite, then it's much harder to control us. Bam. Simple as that. One more right What does President Trump do in response to Russia's aggression? Well, first of all, that's the wrong one. Uh, damn, it was one more. Let me see. Here we go. If you are raised and schooled in the United States of America, and you have gone to school for 13 years, K through 12, and you aren't a racist, you weren't listening. Now, people really resent it when I say that. But wait a minute, folks. Who do we say invented everything, discovered everything, did all the writing, did all the reading, people? Eventually, maybe you'll actually say when the teacher says Christopher Columbus discovered America and he met those Indians here. There were no Indians here when Christopher Columbus got here. There were people from Africa who had been here for over 10,000 years before Christopher Columbus was born. It's time for us to teach our children the truth. And it's time for us to say, okay, we're going to talk about Black Lives Matter. People, everybody trace your DNA back as far as you can trace it. And you're going to find out that every one of you has in their DNA some DNA from a country in Africa. That's a fact. (laughs) Yes, sir. We got one minute left before we go into overtime. We got one minute left. Let me see. Yeah, I got one more to throw in here somewhere, man. Uh, oh, I got to throw the – since, you know, since y'all mentioned Brother Mitt Trump earlier, let's talk, let Trump talk about Hillary right back. Oh, let me see. Is it the one I want to do? No, 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 no. I'm going to say that. I'll say that with another. Check this one out. So we talk about race. If you collect 100 black ants and 100 fire ants and put them in a jar, nothing will happen. But if you take the jar, shake it violently, and leave it on the table, the ants will start killing each other. Red believes the black is the enemy, while black believes the red is the enemy. When the real enemy is the person who shook the jar. The same is true in society. 
men versus women, black versus white, faith versus science, young versus old, etc. Before we fight each other, we must ask ourselves, who shook the jar? I'm Mark Twain. I'm sorry, y'all. I got to play that one again because we need to hear this. We got we to get ready to go over time, y'all. We need to hear this one because, again, like I said, we somebody's shaking the jaw. That's why I said again, soon as something happens, always what is racist. It's the racist. Somebody's shaking the goddamn jaw. Mark Twain. I like that one, y'all. Play that one more time. If you collect 100 black ants and 100 fire ants and put them in a jar, nothing will happen. But if you take the jar, Shake it violently and leave it on the table. The ants will start killing each other. Red believes the black is the enemy, while black believes the red is the enemy. When the real enemy is the person who shook the jar. The same is true in society. Men versus women, black versus white, faith versus science, young versus old, etc. Before we fight each other, we must ask ourselves, who shook the jar? I'm Mark Twain. All right, y'all, I had to say that one. And I, I want to say so even about them ants. When we was young, we would go out and play. The ants, they had like to live red ants, and they had to live black ants. We used to call them army ants. And... They used to pass by each other. We see them, you know, in the dirt. You can see them walking by each other. Just cool, you know, like somebody, you know, like we walk by. What's up, man? What's up? How you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm chilling, bro. But then here we go. We'll pick the ants up to the red ant, fire ant, whatever they call it. Then the little black ant. Y'all ever did it? You have one in one hand. We have an ant in each hand. And we used to get them and put them together. And once we put them together, they start fighting. And they would throw them down on the ground and watch them fight and kill each and one going to kill the other one. But the, before we did that, they were just walking by each other, just minding their own damn business, doing what they, you, you know, doing what they do, gathering food. Time so out, time out. And put them you did, together and you made did, them You fight. picked up an ant and two, you picked up two ants and dropped them on the ground and they fought? You did that? No, no, we picked up two ants. No, you hold them in your hand and you pull your, you put them, you have them in, you know, you know how you smoke a cigarette, you know how you smoke a cigarette and smoke a joint. Put your fingers together like you ready to smoke a joint. But you had your, that's how your hands and fingers. We picked up the the red ant and we would pick up a black ant, one in each hand and his fingers between you, and put them to, and put your fingers together and put them together in front of each other. You know you got them in your hand, and they will lock up. And once they lock up, because they got them there, you know I don't know what the hell you call them. They clamps in front of them, especially the black ants. They will lock, and then we'd drop them on the ground and just watch them rolling around on the ground fight. Just like he talk about shaking the jar. Wow, wow, man. I never did that. Wow, we that's something else. That that <laughs> so that's why I, what he's saying, I know that firsthand because we used to do that when we was little. We used to do that shit when we was little. So that's the same thing is happening again when he was talking about the analogy of shaking the jar. Somebody shaking the jar. That's why I say again, when you listen to CNN all the time, you listen to, listen, listen to them all the time. They always talk about racism. They program you. The black man is the. Dep- That's why I told y'all, like the Israelites, I quit listening to them. 
I quit listening to them all the time because I was getting fucking depressed. I started feeling depressed all the time. Talking about we in captivity, we still slave. Every all the teaching was about we in captivity, we in captivity. That shit was depressing, so I depressing the fuck out of me. I had to stop listening to that mm-hmm. ignorant shit. That's what they keep saying. We in captivity. I'm not in no goddamn captivity. They can be. We we still in we on the plantation here in America. We did. I'm not nah. But I'm telling you, it's like, like I said, you be around negativity and cause it, it, it would draw you. It's like they talk about energy vampires that drain you. I stopped listening to that shit, man. Because that's what all they doctrine is about. They're not talking about an uplifting, uplifting doctrine. How, like I said again, how we're supposed to be like having uh, things to help the poor. Like the Torah talk about helping the poor and our you know, and stuff like that, the poor and the widows and, uh, you know, having setting up these food drives or whatnot and talk about financing. That's why you'll see, I got to say, you'll see those Jews. You'll see how they, people talk about them, but you see how they really take this teaching from the Torah and take it on another level. And you see how, like in New York, they got their own communities. They thriving. But we got brothers want to talk about we got damn slaves all the time and not really doing nothing. They don't even, they, they don't always want to talk about the white man doing this, but like, okay, what are y'all doing to help? Like, say, if we want to talk about Chicago and the brothers out there, what what are y'all doing to help curve that then? Teach them and being out there telling them, hey, brother, this is just not right. They don't they don't even want to hear that shit you're talking about, no, what y'all talk about. It's, them young children don't want to hear nothing about them talking about we know damn slave. They don't, they don't recognize no shit like mm-hmm. that. What they say, they're like a uh, Lit Duval. Man, I'm living my good life. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> But I want to quote, uh, quote a couple of lyrics right fast from uh, our, our sister, you know, Whitney Houston, made a piece of blessed be upon her soul. Y'all remember the song, The Greatest Love of All? This is a true thing. I love these lyrics right here to start off by saying, I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty that they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easy. Let the children laughter remind us of how we used to be. That's just the first chorus. But she said, "Teach." I believe that the children are our future, which true indeed it is. But it says, though, here's something true, man. We have to teach them. We got to teach them and then let them lead the way. But what are we teaching them? What is it that we need to be mm-hmm. teaching these children? So like, the, you know, the brothers and sisters that's out there that was running the street. And just even in Memphis and all everywhere, what are we teaching them? Mm-hmm. Somebody teaching them that that what they're doing is cool. It ain't brother like yeah. brother Devon said. Consciousness, as you were saying, brother uh, Justice, that they're not listening to conscious music. They're not into the mindset because, like, when I start getting into the so-called knowledge of self. I started listening to conscious music, but at first I was listening to the NWA. I was listening to all that, you know, this stuff like that. But once I came into conscious, my, even my music selection changed. So, but yeah, but that's what we have to do. But then one more thing says, show them all the beauty that they possess inside. They have it. We got to bring it out of them with the right knowledge. Because that, that song, man, Greatest Love of All, that's a cold job. Look up those lyrics, brothers and sisters. Look them lyrics up, man. And that's what it is. We got to teach them, man. We got to teach them. You know, so like I said, brother, like Devon said, let social media teach them and, you know, some other negative-ass influence and television and some of these race hustlers tell them, 
teach them you being oppressed and come on man. <laughs> you can you can do what you and want another to do. Song, you got opportunity. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Another song I mean I love that song too. But another song will be I believe um what's the name of it? I believe the children are the future. Is that That's the same it. song? That's the same song. Okay. And then there's um Greatest Love of All. The Greatest Love of All. It was another one that just escaped me. It might come back to me. But yeah, I love that song. Uh, Teddy Pendergrass. Even just from you just saying the words. Say it again. Teddy Pendergrass had one let me see. Wake up. That's the one yeah. I'm, that's what I'm looking Teddy for. Teddy Pendergrass had something had. like that. Yes, sir. Um, I got one. Yeah, uh, Save the Children by Marvin Gaye. Yes, sir. Save, yeah, Save the Children. Yes, That's sir. Yes, sir. Great brother Devon. Let me ask you: You, you, yeah. uh, you think you, you, you think you are uh, in captivity, brother? You, you oppressed, brother? <laughs> nah, uh, I don't. I don't think so. Like, yeah, I, I know we have little obstacles and things, you know, but. What you know, what yeah. people are saying, man, like, come on, man. Come on, y'all. Y'all got to do better than that, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I wake think, up, I think everybody, sure no more sleeping in bed. I didn't mean to cut you off, but just why I remember. <laughs> That's Teddy P. That's Teddy P. What did you say, Brother Devon? Um, I was saying, I think it's, you know, a mixture of, you know, some people of ours, or it could be anybody or just of excuses as to why they don't have this or can't get that. I think a lot of people are lazy as well. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's many reasons, man. And it's so many. It's sometimes you don't even want to think about it. Yes, <laughs> sometimes sir. you know so much that you get a headache. So, man. Yes, sir. And then a lot of those guys that be teaching it, man, it's, I put them in the same damn category. I ain't going to lie. I put them in the same camp like that, teach that man. I put them in the same damn category with Black Lives Matter. I ain't going to lie. I put them in the same damn category. You you handicapping people. And then they're only doing that to play off people of their emotion to draw them in because they're trying to make their congregation or whatnot bigger. That's it. They're just doing it for numbers. Mm-hmm. That's all they do. That's why they, they play with the people. It's just for numbers for them. Numbers add up to, to money. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, I can say this, too. I can say, like, with the stuff that the kids do or, or my homies and myself have done, you know, just growing up, which I've never been, you know, uh, not so not so good person. I, I've had, you know, my mistakes and stuff growing up. But what I realized is a lot of the OGs that, you know, we knew growing up, they was – they send young guys to do their dirty work and, and take their fall too. That's also another thing. Like, and I'm talking, uh, yep. could possibly be up in you guys' age range too. I, I've seen it. Like these guys get out of jail, don't want to go back, so they send a young dude to go do some dirty work. Like this is really a cycle, man. That's why I say it's a domino yes, effect. It, it's really a domino effect. Yes, sir. And brother Devon, here's the story. They, well, it went. They went. It wasn't our age, but what you said, y'all heard the story about these um, three, hey, it was three black teenagers killed these three white girls. Y'all heard that story? I think it was in Florida. Yep, that, that's, that was like last night or yesterday, right? 
Uh, no, it's been been a couple of weeks ago. That's hell. I thought it might have happened again. I ain't no telling. Yeah. But one guy, they said he was like, I think the other one, I don't know, they like 16, 17, something. But according to reports and said that the, the 12-year-old said they told him if he didn't kill, if he didn't shoot them and kill them, that they was going to kill his family. Mm-hmm. They told the little brother that was 12, if he didn't shoot them girls, I think it was a girl and a boy, too. If he didn't shoot them, they was going to kill his family. So, hell. All the ideas come from the movies. The movies lead it. The ideas Mm -hmm. come from the movies. There's no reason to do all this stuff. I mean, the world was a better place at a certain period of time, even after integration. Things were improving in the country. Race relationships got better. America had standards still. But then they began to decline and go away. And this is where we are today, where we don't have any standards. Our morals are all gone. We're an unethical country and nation, and we don't seem to have good sense. So overall, (laughs) what, what I'm trying to allude to is that we get our ideas from Satan's movies and, and all of the things that Satan is offering and all of these boys wanting to be girls and these girls wanting to be boys. They saw all of this in an image somewhere on a television or on a movie to be, to even want to be a, a binary, whatever this is, this new one, non-binary. I see all these ones, these non-binary ones walking around here looking crazy, got a beard and a dress. And he, 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 he a man or a woman or both. Like, what the hell is going on? Non-binary. Okay? Somebody saw that on TV, and a whole bunch of people started seeing it. So, okay, we, we don't have to just straight up be uh, this other way. We can relax our thing now and wear our mustache and the beard and still have on a wig and lipstick and and a dress or skirt like we want to look like a man and a woman or both see all of this stuff comes from imagery what you see somewhere you saw it and you want to imitate it if you wasn't allowed to see that and no one would put that out you wouldn't do it So reclaim your mind, you know. Take back control of your thinking in your own mind. Don't let something lead you astray that the devil certainly is doing out here, making our country all crazy. Okay? We, we we doomed. This country is doomed, by the way. We doomed. Okay. Only if we only we allow it. Only if we oh, allow it's, it. It's, it's, it's inevitable. It's, it's, we doomed at this point. It, it's over. I, I won't say that, brothers. People are fighting. People are fighting. This today, the GOP voted. And they actually have it. They passed the bill um, banning transgenders 
stopped from participating in women's sports. They just passed the mm-hmm. bill. But here's and the then Joe Biden and them trying to block it. Joe Biden and them that, trying to block it. Go. Did you hear that part? There you go. They saying that the Democrats are, are not going to pass it, even though the Senate passed it. But you know it's going to get shot down. I mean, hold on. Who I'm just wondering. That's crazy. Ain't no way in hell somebody that's a born a boy is supposed to be competing with born girls. But that's ain't the no gender. way. Ain't no way. I don't. Ain't no way you supposed to make that normal for somebody who out of their mind. Here's what well, I say. But but just as then we keep here's what I I'm say. gonna let y'all go ahead because I know Devon. I said something. You go over there. But see, this is what again. What I just even told you. See, this is what I said again. Why the hell you keep fucking with, not you, but why black people keep fucking with them Democrats again? Because, again, you see who the people doing this. I know people, that's why I always, I'd be so into this politics to try to get us to see. Again, who did it? The racist, the racist Republicans, and I'm saying it on purpose, y'all. Being sarcastic. <laughs> How do you say that word? The racist we know, Republicans we went out there and they voted to ban this stuff. To protecting women, right? Protecting young girls and women, the females, from this mm-hmm. stuff. But, oh, the Democrats are one like, uh-uh, foul on the plate. Y'all, there ought to be ashamed of y'all's tail. Let them men or whatever the hell they are go ahead and play against them. So, again, hey, black folk, what side of the team you going to play on? The racist Republicans? Yes, I'm being sarcastic again. So, but just look at it. Let's just look at it. That's it. Because all of this same shit again is why I keep playing. The Democrats, look what they pushing. Look what they pushing. And pu- so, again, that's why I said, bro, we're not doomed because somebody's <clears> fighting. <throat> you just got to get on the side. You got to get you got to get on the team that's fighting. Everybody mm-hmm. just – well, we, if we will say if, – if like the, even like this, bro, that's why you got a lot of people just standing up. Like, we ain't going for this shit, man. We're, they're fighting for it. Some people now, if we keep playing that, well, ain't nothing we can do, man, you know. Yeah, then we are doomed. But you got some people out here fighting like hell, bro. Like, no, nah, oh, hell no. Nah. We ain't going for this shit. <laughs> I because, hope so. Because, again, like I said, a lot of people we have vested interests. I have a granddaughter, five years old. Somebody else got a granddaughter. Hell, they got nieces and nephews. And look what out there trying to attack our children. Look what they're doing to the children. They got. I seen, seen somebody had a book. Uh, ABC gay book. I see the pastor that was uh, talking about a book that they was passing. So no, nah, it ain't it ain't over, bro. We can't let them suckers win, man. We can't. No, nah, hell no. Nah. We can't let them win. So no, nah, it's like it's, it's like not that. over with, bro. You gotta get in the fight, man. Hey, here's, like, uh, here's Reverend Vernon Jones say. said it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna shut it up though. I, I said it first. But like Reverend Vernon Jones said, brother, he was the one who uh, taught at Ebenezer about the church before Dr. King. He said, when you see a good fight. Get in it. You see mm-hmm. a good fight, get in it. But y'all go ahead, brother. My bad. Now, the only thing I want to say about this is they should just have sports for trans people. They can have their own sport or whatever it is. They playing softball, let them all the trans do, people do that. If they playing whatever sport it is, Give them a sport and let them all participate however they want to. But do not mix that up with mainstream, normal, traditional sports activities between 
male sexes, boy sex, you know, that compete and, you know, you know how, you know, you compete in, mm-hmm. in the same game with the same sex, not people who born different ways trying to jump in somebody else's sport. If y'all want to have, if you want to participate in sports, fine. Have your own league. Have your trans leagues of every, you want to swim, have your trans swim league because you ain't competing with the girl if you was born a boy. You're going to win every competition as a swimmer. You, that ain't fair. But if that's you want to play that volleyball, goal, you have a – say what? I said that ain't their goal. That ain't what they want to do. That ain't why they're doing this. They want to they wanna disrupt the natural order of things. That's the, that's the goal. To, if, again, when you even read Black Lives Matter thing, what they said, they want to disrupt. I can pull it out and read it right here. They said right, they but want we to gonna, we gonna, disrupt. We gonna, uh, so it's they, not they about disrupt. they want to sports. They, not that they want to own their own league. Yeah, they could have easily did that. That's not what they want, bro. They want to disrupt the natural order of things. So we want to cause the yeah. chaos. We want to cause the freedom. We're going to redirect say, yeah, them. Look up Marxist, Marxist, Marxism, whatever. I can't get the damn word out. This, this, this what they're doing, bro. They need it, to be it, redirected to their own thing. Don't, they don't want that, bro. Come over here. I'm trying to tell you. I just, whatever they want, the main, we, there's more of us than them. It's like you say, yeah. we're going to fight. God damn it, let's fight. Let's all stand up against this and say, no, we don't want y'all competing with the girls if you was born a boy. Now, if you want to compete, y'all should set up where people born, however y'all want to say, trans and this, y'all can play basketball with each other. Y'all yeah. can play even football with each other. You can even play baseball and, and whatever you want to do. But don't come over here talking about some, I want to go in that bathroom with them. Because you're not, and you shouldn't. You know, you need to go in the bathroom the when you got something that between your legs, you go in the boy bathroom. If you don't have nothing, you go in the girl bathroom. No girl born a boy. I mean, no boy. Well, let me see here. No, no girl born a no, nobody who was born a girl should be coming in the boy bathroom talking about she a man and she trying to stand up and use the bathroom, and she was born a boy, or born a girl. See how that is? It's all messed up. You don't even. We shouldn't even be having the equation of confusion at all. That's why Africa won't accept none of this. They say we don't. That's your thing. We ain't even trying to have none of this. Don't try to bring that over here. Get out of here with that. That's your problem, and it is a problem. Hey, but you see what Go your lowdown at? You see what your lowdown president them trying to do, don't and they, and they send the black woman out. I told her always the goddamn sent out. They send Kamala over there to try to push that shit to try to convince them. And you see what mm-hmm. they saying? They like say, go, they, go back America, to America. America, damn near trying to put sanctions on them people and all that shit. Mm-hmm. They say, so what? Human, we don't, we don't want your violation. money. We don't care. We not changing our morals for y'all. But Justin, that's your administration. Them your folks that's been pushing this shit. We tried to tell you. <laughs> we tried to Come tell on, you. man. I told you, man. I, I I'm not into that party no more. I am uh I'm a libertarian. Damn, I wish I could. Find, I had I had a thing. Right? Let me. See. I don't know what that motherfucker is. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Here go one more, y'all. Let me see. I, 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 I know Devon had his his up though, but check this out though. No serious country should be telling its children that they were born with the wrong gender, a concept that was never heard of in all of human history. Nobody's ever heard of this, what's happening today. My Department of Education will inform states and school districts that if any teacher or school official suggests to a child that they could be trapped in the wrong body, they will be faced with severe consequences, including potential civil rights violations. I will ask Congress to pass a bill establishing that the only genders recognized by the United States government are male and female, and they are assigned at birth. No serious... Ah. Well, y'all heard that, dude. Well, looks like he got my vote. That's why, he had to, that's why they had to kick his ass out of office. That's why he had to go. See, but... But he uh, said that recently. That's a new campaign I, I, where he running on right there. That's new. Yeah. I know. I, I, hey, he got my vote. I, I'm going to go ahead. First time Justin, in history. I'm going to go ahead. But he had... You remember when Obama, them when they first passed that shit, right? When they were trying to do all this transgender surgery, doctors then was like, no, we don't want to do that. Obama them put restrictions on them folks in Maine past had like a law with you better do this. You better get them damn them folks in surgery. You're gonna lose your license and all that. But when Trump got in there, what did he do? He put, he passed well, it probably was an executive order or something, to, to protect the doctors. They didn't have to do those surgeries. And soon as Trump got out of office, what did old Mr. Joe Biden do? He went in there and overturned it. Yeah. He overturned it. Everything Trump was trying to protect the people from a lot of this shit, Joe Biden came right on in there and overturned it. But, hey, I heard those brother Devon, though. I know that sounded like he wanted to say something in the background. Oh, I'm, I I was just going to say, I'm trying to think. I'm, I remember, uh, I, I was going to ask why they worried about things like that when the, the economy is is doing what it's doing. I'm not too sure. Or I don't have too much knowledge about. I think China and Russia changing their currency over to something else from the U.S. dollar. I don't know if you heard about that yet, though. Yeah, I kind of heard some briefly. Not too much, but I heard some of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah. I mean, or at least you know, internet and you know, the news making it seem like a, a huge deal, and how the U.S. dollar won't you know have much value to it pretty soon here. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like that should be more of the worry than all this other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, yeah, Biden is the problem, and I never wanted Biden to be the president. Remember that, y'all. I, I uh, told you I would rather uh, have Bernie Sanders you, be the president. You, you know, you, you know, I wanted for, Bernie, but that old Clyburn yeah. screwed it up for me. You pulled a lever. Mm-hmm. You didn't vote Trump, so you 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 voted Biden. <laughs> so he, hey, you welcome. Hey, y'all, y'all know you know you're welcome to the United States of China, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Brother, Bro, man, you learn how to speak Chinese. Yeah, because y'all y'all ain't see, have y'all seen the news where they found up in New York they had like a a, a, a secret police China uh, police precinct. In China, I mean, in oh, New York. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen about. Yeah, that's serious. Man, I wish I that's could find serious. this other damn clip, they man. It secret was... police station right there in uh, Chinatown. Yeah, and they had, man, damn, I wish I could find this clip. Man, I think I deleted that one. 
had their but own was, police. The they own Chinese. Number. China had their own police. And illegal. That's illegal. Six of them around the country. Yep, yep, sure did. Yeah, it was it was more than one. Yeah, it was more. Yep, a couple of them, like you said, Red Devon, a couple of them. Man, it was a clip yeah. they were showing somewhere, bro, that these people, man, it was city council. I don't know, damn, I, I don't. I, I'm trying to see it in my history, but I doubt it. That these people was getting on uh, some city. They gave so many millions of dollars to, for these people to open up, uh, you know, for China to open up a plant in their city. And these people, man, were going off. Like, we could be using this money for something. Why y'all ain't even come to us? I'm t- Bruh, this, this country's mm-hmm. been sold over to those communist-ass uh, uh, China. Like I said, welcome to the United States of China. Mm-hmm. And that's why I tell people, I, they, they, you can't hardly find this movie. But you got it on, y'all seen it on YouTube. I don't know if it's actually the actual movie. It was a movie called Dragon Day. Man, that shit was cold-blooded. How, how China came and took over America. Man. That was a cold movie. It's called Dragon Day. I know they do. I've seen it on YouTube, but you got to rent it. Uh, I don't even, because it, it, it was hard to find. Me and my co-worker one time. Yeah, I've seen something. I've seen that movie before or something. Dragon exactly Day. like it if it wasn't that. Yeah, I definitely remember that, John. That was crazy. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It didn't even come out at the movies nowhere. I don't shit. I just saw it. Somebody had sent it to me on a. Um, that's when they had with that lime wire or something like that, and, and somebody sent it to me. Cold blooded. They man. took over the White House too, right? Yeah, they took over the whole damn country. It was almost like Red Dawn, the old movie Red no. Dawn. Yeah, I was thinking Red Dawn because they made a new Red Dawn too. Yeah, I don't think I saw that one. I don't think I ever saw the new one. Yeah. But yeah, it's cold. I got one more for you just within a minute. Let me see if I find here. Uh, uh, I like this one. I got to play this. I like this because this uh, this was it was a trip here. You know when Hillary was talking about the tax cut and talking about um, that's what I like to do, man. Because he was just raw. He just like he told on everybody. That's why I told you, man. That's why they ain't like the Trump because number one, he used to hang out with all them crooks, and this is why they didn't like him because. He hung out with all the crooks and probably did some crooked shit himself. But they probably started like, hey, man, y'all going too far with this. Hey, hell no, I ain't down with this shit here, man. And then he now he'll tell it. He's exposing, he exposing all the motherfuckers. He know the secrets. He know he hung with them. But check this part out. Oh, on my phone. Don't lock up. Don't lock up. Oh, hold up. I think one of, uh, go back. Let me check it out. Check I voted thing. to close, I think, one of the loopholes he took advantage of when he claimed a billion-dollar uh, loss that enabled him to avoid paying taxes. Did you use that $916 million loss to avoid paying personal federal income taxes? Of course I do. Of course I do. And so do all of her donors, or most of her donors. I know many of her donors. I absolutely use it. And so did Warren Buffett, and so did George Soros, and so did many of the other people that Hillary is uh, getting money from. Now, she complains that Donald Trump took advantage of the tax cut. Well, why didn't she change it? Why didn't you change it when you were sending it? The reason you didn't is that all your friends take the same advantage that I do. And I do. You have provisions in the tax code that, frankly, we could change. But you wouldn't change it because all of these people give you the money. <laughs> See, that's what I like to do, man. Do raw and uncut. He raw and uncut. Yes, sir. And yes, so, sir. So he told it on the ass. And, and he was one of her donors at one time. When he was kicking it with the Democratic Party, <clears throat> he was one of them. So he knew the game. He knew the game. 
Well, you yeah. know, like I said, man, um, if, if somehow Trump is able to withstand this whole storm that's headed his way with all of these investigations and all of these things uh, uh, being on trial and everything, if he can withstand it and end up running and actually making it to election day where he's the Republican representative across the aisle from whoever's standing there on the Democrat side and have a chance to win it again. And he might be the only one that could save us from having nuclear war happen because he was a person who was able to uh, have a, a better relations with uh, the leaders of the foreign countries that matter, like Russia and China and uh, was it South Korea, North Korea, wherever the man shooting all the missiles off. Um, he's able to negotiate with uh, Vladimir Zelensky. He's able to make deals, pull things together, make things happen pretty quickly, and probably uh, uh, divert us from having a war, all-out war, you know, World War Three, you know, the jump off and everything. So Biden might end up leading us straight to it because he's not willing to listen to Vladimir Putin and what his thing was about why he invaded Ukraine in the first place, which was about the the treaties that they have and wanting to bring in people into the, uh, what do they call that? Uh, Bring them into the whole, everybody into one thing. I forgot what they call it now. Uh, NATO, NATO. Want to bring them all into NATO. And so Putin finds that this is a threat to him and his country and his national security for America to be even close to its soil and have even trying to get Ukraine put into NATO and all of that when it's right next to Russia, which is a threat to the whole sovereignty of Russia. And Biden ain't listening, and he's not even thinking about the logic of the man who's the president over there who just the same thing would happen over here if Russia was to ever get really close to America's soil, then America would be frowning and thinking that this is a national security threat and that, you know, we should be at high alert because Russia could possibly invade our country or go to war with us or do something, you know, bomb something. So... When Trump was the president, he was able to negotiate and bring people together and get people to stop doing stupid stuff like shooting up them test missiles. He got that guy to stop doing that while he was the president. So, you know, he he had to do a few tough things, show that he's not playing around. He bombed a few guys over there in Iraq and whatnot. Iran, rather, he bombed some guy that was called a bad guy and he had a, a mother of all bombs go off somewhere in Syria, something like that, when he first became president, just to show he's, like, not afraid to to shoot off or go at somebody, you know, 
let him know I ain't playing coming in the door. And he kind of he kind of showed toughness and strength, even though he didn't seem to know what he was doing. He he did he's an instinctive type of a person. He just goes off an instinct. He didn't want to listen to nobody. He's going off his instinct. Like I don't want to hear. I don't want no. Uh, uh, what you call it? I don't need a briefing. I, I, those briefings are rigged and all this stuff. I'm go what I think, not what y'all gonna show me or feed me. So sometimes that, it might work better that way to go off the go off of the grid or go against the grain and just think outside the box. And he, it seemed to me he was able to bring the country at least to a stronger standpoint where he put those tariffs on China and was raking in billions of dollars for our country on uh, penalizing China for deeds that they did that were wrong and they weren't paying their fair share and different things. So Trump was able to get a lot of things that, uh, like you say, Biden come in the door and he executive order changed everything, like all presidents seem to do when there's a opposite side president, Republican versus Democrat, when they – get in the office, they immediately, day one, they start to undo all the things that the other president did with their executive orders because that's just something that's temporary anyway. So with an executive order, it only lasts for as long as until the next president takes that seat, and he can do away with your executive order immediately, just like when Trump came in, he did away with every single one of President Obama's executive orders. And after President Obama... Trump did away with, uh, I mean, after Trump, here comes Biden. He did away with all of Trump's executive orders. So, yeah, it's just, that's just kind of politics, and that's what they do, even though it's, it's a lot of things were good that Obama might have did that Trump, he got rid of. And then there might have been some great things that Trump did and that, that Biden got rid of. And then there will be great things that Biden did that Trump will get rid of again if he's in there or whoever the Republican that takes the office next, they'll do the same thing. So it's just politics and that's just how they do it. It's not always favorable for everybody, but it seems to be like maybe a campaign issue or promise that wants to be met or kept. And they try to stay on page and, and, and to be able to say, well, yeah, I did that or I got that done, you know, for that vote that they want. And the end. So, yeah, I think he might be, he has a good chance because he might be the only one to save us, for real, from, like I say, a nuclear war. Hmm. Yes, sir. Hey, Brother DeVoe, you, as you, uh, uh, what did you say? No, I was just going to finish up by saying you remember Putin did pull out of the nuclear treaty with America about maybe two months ago after Biden sent more tanks to, when he said he wasn't going to, sending more weapons and tanks to Ukraine to help Ukraine fight Russia. So, yeah, that's when he said, okay, deal's off the table now. Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> anything can happen now. So I was, like, very worried at that time, and I'm still worried. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's more, you can't stop, you, you, you know, they say, oh, well, you can shoot down, you can stop weapons and you can we got these uh weapons that stop what well, you can't stop all of them and even if you stop some of them you still that explosion is going to happen over over your head and it's got nuclear stuff in it and it's going to come come down and everything 
and go everywhere and blow in the wind and everywhere. So, yeah, it's going to be a mess. And the man, if he's backed into a corner and he feel like America is teaming up on him and everybody else is too, he may feel like, you know what, I don't have no choice but to use a nuclear bomb to get y'all off my back. And China is on their side. And that's a whole other problem. He got China on his side. China. Yes, sir. <laughs> China. <laughs> yes, sir. It's crazy. Hey, brother Devon, when you was in uh, when you was in Melbourne, did you ever go to uh, um, shit Mud Island? Wait, what is it again? You, uh, you remember Mud Island? That I was don't remember. Yeah, it was down. I, uh, I was down by the river. No, I don't. I don't recall. I was over in uh, in East Memphis, uh, Whitehaven area. We never really left. If we'll go somewhere, we'll go to like, uh, Mississippi or something. Some boring. Oh, gotcha. so, oh, yeah. gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, it was. I didn't. I didn't. Hell, I, I've been here. I didn't ever go to it either. But it was. Yeah, it was downtown uh, by Tom Lee Park. You know, right and by, by the river down there, by right by the bridge, like the new. Mm-hmm. The uh, bridge, you go to Arkansas, the new bridge. But I never went. Yeah. I was just saying, I was asking because, you know, like that, they spend a lot of money building it up. And hell, it's just sitting over there going to waste. <laughs> and it's, like it's in it. Memphis, too? Yeah, yeah. It was like a, it was, gosh, uh, it was almost like a, it really, I can't, I don't know if I can really call it a water uh, amusement park. I don't know if I can really call it oh, that, but it had, it had like a swimming pool. Yeah, it had like the, the pools over there, and children can play a little uh, uh, outdoor amphitheater. And they used to have like shows mm-hmm. and stuff over there. Cause I remember Frankie Bell and Mays came there one year. I like I said, but I never, I never got a chance to go. Is it is it in West Memphis, Arkansas? Uh, n- no, it's actually on Memphis side. Is is oh, right okay. actually by the new bridge to a water park. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, yep. it's like you're getting ready to go to Arkansas though, but it's right down there, right on the right on the uh, Mississippi River. They actually built that up. It actually, you know, got a lot of dirt and built that little island up. But it's just it's been empty down for a long time. They've been trying to figure out what to do with it. You know, like everything else. Now they just built up Tom Lee Park, spent billions of dollars fixing that up. I mean, just be throwing away money, man. Just throwing away money. Man. That's the same. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's crazy, man. And like, but you were saying something earlier, but I know, like you, you spoke about some stuff, like you were talking about that. Uh, what you call it? Um, yeah, I can't think of the word. Regenerative. What you call it? You, you call it, brother? Gentrification. Oh, gentrification. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, yeah, I said it earlier. Cause you, I, I know you probably remember when, when, like I said, I was talking about uh, Harrington. When they shut down all the little projects and they gave everybody vouchers and moved them into the uh, the outskirts in the inner city, you know, really out mm-hmm. it all out everywhere. You remember they remember they had Hickory Hill, and then they called started calling it Hickory Hood. Yeah, I stayed over there too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's I how stayed, I remember I you. I remember yeah. you. Yeah, when you said that, oh, you stayed in Hickory Hill. Yeah, I stayed over in Hickory Hill. Uh, oh, it was still Hickory Hill when you were there, wasn't it? Nah, it wasn't. <laughs> for a long time, I mean, yeah, it was. It's been that way for a long time. Uh, I don't know if you know where Jack Purtles is on East Memphis. 
I can't remember. I, I that, see it. That old chicken spot. It's an old chicken spot. I think it's still open though, but it's Jack Purtles. It's it's on the east side though. I'm oh, I mainly yeah. was living on the east side with my pop. The whole east side wasn't really too much different from uh north or south Memphis, honestly. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, well Hickory Hood. And Justin, that was easy to call. It was called Hickory Hill, Justin. They started, when they said the black people moved, they started calling it Hickory Hood. Just like well, you know, uh, Black Haven. Yeah, Black Haven. Black Haven. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's, and it's cold, too. Once they get tore all up and messed up, they want to style like, man, that is cold. But yeah, White because Haven. Because our shit. attitude towards where we live and how we think of ourselves. Yeah. Like yeah. when black people first moved into white neighborhoods back in the 50s, when whites started moving out just because a black moved next door, then they say, well, there goes the neighborhood. Yep. And then yep. they all start moving out. But <laughs> what, by the time all of the whites moved out, and there was always a few that, that stayed in mm. the neighborhood and on the block, there's always a few that stayed. But the predominant amount moved out, and then their black people took over them homes, and took over them homes, and took and took care of them well, and mm-hmm. kept them lawns mowed well, and the upkeep on the house was looked beautiful. There was no trash and all that on the on the yard because those black people had pride. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. were grateful that they moved into a new home and a new and a nice community, and they wanted to keep it nice. And they didn't have all kinds of trash all on the street and oil spots all on the street from a car and all this stuff. They manicured wow. their yards. They did all this stuff. And so it wasn't until that generation of, people after a good 30 years and they started getting older and their children would take over them homes and Mm -hmm. they wouldn't keep those homes up as well as their parents did. Mm -hmm. And they would tend to be a little more trifling than normal. And more people Mm -hmm. would start to behave the same kind of way. They see people don't put the trash out right or stuff is all out and don't take care of stuff. Like if, if if some cats got into a bag of trash and stuff back in the day, the elders in them would have would have secured the bag with another bag and made sure it was it was tight and, and it'd be thrown away. But the 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 ones that come later on don't have the knowledge of what to do in the situation where the trash is the cat got to the bag and the trash a little bit out on you know out on the street or whatever, and they just might just not even do anything. And it, so then more people do the same thing. So it's like, yeah. a, I don't know, it's like a cycle almost that spins downwardly and not, in, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a good way. And there was even other periods of time where people had properties and their elders passed and they had acres and acres of land and they wouldn't keep up with the taxes and the land was confiscated mm-hmm. and taken. And even those homes were nice until the parents died, and they never would paint the house anymore or do any kind of real lawns upkeeping and stuff and be trifling, just living in there like they didn't have to work so hard to get that, and they didn't mm-hmm. have no respect for what they inherited. And so 
they decline and they lose the properties and they get abandoned and boarded up and all this stuff happens all, you know, all the time. And with our people who don't have intelligence enough to know to stay up on top of stuff and be responsible uh, mm-hmm. owners and property owners and inheritors of the property that you inherited. Don't be so, uh, you know, <clears throat> irresponsible and ungrateful for what you have. Like when you get something, honor your your parents that worked hard to put you in that spot and that they worked mm-hmm. to give you that house and then you get the house and you just let it go to hell. So I don't know where how why I got on this, but we need to do better <laughs> in this area, you know? You know what I'm saying? I, know. I, I always figure like I wish that uh I like my parents or you know, somebody in my family or even in school they taught us uh, financial responsibility because it affects us in the long run, honestly, like building, learning how to build your credit and how to save and all that. We never learned that growing up, but I, if that's we right. did, I think we would be way better off right now, you know, because that's, that's right, working bro. on building my credit at this time, it, it's kind of difficult, but if I would have known, yes, you know, in middle school and everything, I'd be in a better position for sure. Man, you're right, bro. Like I said, cause I, I, I wasn't yeah. either, brother. I, I agree with you. Cause my, my, I ain't gonna like my mother, boy. She was bad with money. I always want to spend. My daddy used to get on about that. Man, you can't keep no money. You always want to go shopping. You want to go shop. So, you know, so I wasn't never good with money. As soon as I get something, I'd be trying to think of something to go buy. As soon as I get my check, I'd be trying to think of anything to go buy. You know what I'm saying, man? Hey, bro. And you're right, brother. Here it is now. I'm 52 years old. And now I'm starting to think about like credit and and I finally got it well my credit where it says good on there in the seven hundreds. But at first I was like, man, I wasn't thinking about no damn I'm like damn some damn credit. That's why I used to be like, man, damn some Girl. credit. But now I'm like, you know what? Okay. I've been working on it, got a couple of credit cards, my shot my credit was shot, been paying it all. And now like I said, man, I'm like, okay, okay. Cause now I'm really just thinking about it. Cause like I look at my mom and my dad, my, pa- my dad didn't have nothing to leave me. Didn't didn't have nothing to leave. So I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. And I hear about this other thing, people leaving, you know, leaving some behind for their children. I'm like, you know what? I really need to leave. I need to leave some behind because I've been getting life insurance, make sure I put my son on it. Like I got my wife. I might, you know, got a little life insurance puzzle over here. I can leave her some. Then I got a little some over here I can leave for my son so he can have, you know. And, you know, so I've been thinking about all this. and got older. I'm like, damn, you got to put up some, doc. <laughs> You've been having bad credit, and really, I just wasn't thinking about it. It's the fact that I don't give a damn attitude. But now I got a little mm-hmm. older, and I'm like, nah, bro, you got to care, because I want to leave yeah. them something. It's not just about me, but I want to be able to leave them something. And that's great, and and I hope that you do. And I have a living father, and he he don't even communicate with his children, and he does that intentionally and for no real reason except for selfish reason. And so I don't think that it's going to end well. It's going to be more like the song goes, you know, Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat was at home. And when he died, all he left us was alone. He didn't give me, he didn't leave me anything. He's not going to hardly leave me anything. You see what I'm saying? And so, I, I'm not. If I'm, if I'm a father, I'm not. I'm gonna be like you, Ariana. I'm gonna make sure I plan to 
leave my child or children something that they can have, that they can have that, you know, I work for or that they can honor what I give them, you know, that came from me because that's what I wanted them to have. And, and I would just, you know, think that in the world where people do have properties and stuff and they pass it down to their children, when they teach their children how to maintain things and everything and become responsible, those children do hold it down. And and they pass that property down to their children. So if you have the right intelligence and education about it, then it can work. And we are the ones who don't have that as far as black people. We don't seem to mm-hmm. put our focus on intelligence. We seem <clears throat> to wander around in ignorance in a lot of our cases and a lot of our situations in life and growing up and whatnot. Ignorance seems to be in the way of their, our ability to be highly intelligent and to operate on that level instead of off of an ignorant level. And that's why we don't um, we don't progress the right in, in you know the way we should or how other people are doing because they don't have as much ignorance in their life to to to, to be like a monkey wrench to stop them from succeeding. Like we have a whole mount all kinds of high levels of ignorance that keeps us from progressing, keeps, I mean, keeps us from, um, yeah, progressing. Um, So, like, you know, like I see other people, other races of people, they don't have all that ignorance and stuff. So they can, they can pool their money in the family and have a whole store right there in somebody else's community. And, Everybody's eating and the store is doing good on other people's community. Mm-hmm. And we can't come together and do this because of ignorance is the main thing, our ignorance. That's, yeah, that's no our, our leading thing that keeps us from um, being on top. We are super yeah. ignorant. Yeah, and that's like what Brother Devon was saying. That's why, like, sometimes, like, even with that, I get pissed off, like I said, Israelites, because, like I said, they constantly talk about you in captivity. Man, come on, bro. There's many things like the Torah could be, that you could be learning from the Torah that, that you should be teaching. Like, again, like critic. It's like, a, it's like the, the Bible get this, they teach this. Y'all know, um, uh, I, I think I said this on the last show, but after seven years, they say you get your critic, get, if you owe some debts, sometimes like you file a wage earn or something, I don't. Your debt would be wiped out in seven years. You know that's in the Bible. That's 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 come from the Torah. I'm gonna say that's where they got it from, but that's actually in the Torah. Just it just talk mm-hmm. about the debt. If you just say uh, just as I borrowed, no, I just said put it on me. If you borrow five thousand dollars from me, and and here's at the seven here's seven year period where they call it uh, jubilee, and the seven years roll around, but you only paid me a thousand dollars, and so you still owe me four. In the seven year, bro, that debt wiped out. You owe, you don't owe me that four thousand no more. Your debt is clean, even though you borrowed for. You don't owe me that. You owe me nothing else. Your debt is clean. You got a clean slate. And they said that that was to kind of things like that were done to kind of help eradicate. Poverty. Everybody be a clean slate. You owe nobody debt anymore. So just imagine if we kind of took principles like that 
and still utilize them. That are teaching, talking about it. Well, see, we came over here on the boat slave ship, do the rubber twenty eight six. They talking about we my, that shit ain't helping nobody, bruh. And you know, principles. That's why I say it's deeper principles that could be taught. That's even from the Bible, you know. And like I said, trying to help the poor and what you should both do. Uh, like I said, like I was reading before, and uh, I think it was Deuteronomy. I was talking about you see something and you just standing around and not helping individuals. Like people grab a camera. Y'all know what I was talking about there. Come on, man. There's a lot of great principles, like owning land and all of this stuff, what you're supposed to do and all of this. But, yeah, after seven years, that debt is wiped out. And they do that right here in America. After seven years, because I know I had five wage earner once. Well, hell, actually twice. <laughs> and and they said, like I said, they tell you, after seven years, that debt is clean. But most creditors won't even tell you that. They make you still think you owe them, which, hell, it's already the insurance and all that be don't pay them off. But that's a little dirty little secret they don't want to tell. But, yeah, a lot of your debt, America practice that here, right here. Seven years, debt yep. gone. Shoot. But you have to dig in that to find that out, though. That, that's a Torah principle. Mm. Uh, so, but like I said, you know, learning. Uh, but like Devon said, that's something, man. We like, like that's why I be so hard. Like I was talking about that guy, and it was sounding so damn embarrassing. Y'all are politicians. Y'all are supposed to be this, all these damn high degrees and stuff, man. But you're crying, talking about you don't have. Come on, man. And, and this is this is sad because, like Devon said, man, we should we nobody teach us about financing and and type of thing, but you want somebody else to build. Come on, bro. If we learn these type of things, we could do it ourselves. We got all these damn athletes that group came out the hood and what you say out the hood. We can do this on our own. We ain't got to be begging no damn body, begging nobody to do nothing. Like I said, when we, like I said, when brothers and sisters, when we knew we had the hardship, we was doing it. When, like I said, in the thick of slavery, how were they capable of doing it? And now, we supposed to have, I guess, supposed to have more opportunities and a little bit more than they do it. And now we can't, and we not doing it. Damn. Some wrong. But like, we got like three more minutes. No, hell, less than that. We got two minutes, something like that. I greatly do appreciate my brother Devon man, for tuning in. I, I think I said something one day. Um, yeah, I, I, no, I told Brother Big Mind and Peace to Brother Big Mind. He be, hit me up on uh, uh Twitter asking me, um, you know, we coming on again. Um, and so, yeah, I told him, I said, yeah, man, you see the one, man, tell me to call in, man. Yeah, I, I want to hear from him. Because I couldn't remember who you were. You know, I'm, I'm a little old man. I can't remember a lot of that. But, yeah, I told him, man, yeah, tell me to call in. I want to hear from him, man. You know, first he told me, like, yeah, he only 21. Something he said, your age. I said, oh, yeah, we most definitely need to hear from him. <laughs> So we yeah. appreciate you for calling in, bro. Yeah, I really appreciate you for calling sure. in, man. And I hope that you call in a little more often, too, like whenever you can and everything. You chime yeah. in. I really appreciate your comments and everything, you know? Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely will call in anytime I can. I appreciate you all for having me, man. Yes, sir, brother. All yeah, right. we, need, we, we need your voice, like I said, brother, because, you know, we don't know this that we're trying to yeah, figure this out like everybody out. else, man. I need you to help me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Help, I got help you. me understand these young folks, please. Yeah. <laughs> For yes, sure. sir. Yes, sir. 
We sure appreciate it. Yeah, because like I said, we just trying to figure it out, man. We just, we love our, we love our people. We love each other. You know, the young, we ain't trying to be at each other. We got to figure it out. So you, you could be divorced to help us understand. Like, no, nah, this, that ain't what it is. It's this over here, brother. So, yeah, we appreciate yeah. that for, you know, the input. Because I really don't want y'all talking about drill music. I'm lost like a motherfucker. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck I'm on it. I'm some. It's, it's horrible. It's horrible. Oh uh, no! I'm every B and Rakim. I'm 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 on it right there. I was bumping it today for a matter of fact. Uh, on iHeartRadio, yes, I got, I got yes, that on sir. lock. <laughs> My man. <laughs> yes, sir. It ain't no joke. No, sir. So it's um every lock. Thursday at seven o'clock, right? Yes, sir. I, yes, matter of fact, though, I seen uh, you were on, I believe, Friday and Saturday too. Uh, I think I, I I loaded up a show. I think I did. I, I had a I did a YouTube clip and I uploaded it. I didn't actually come oh, on. Oh, okay. Now do we okay. came on, we came on last Thursday. Yeah, we came on last Thursday, Justin. We, we yeah, I that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I just uploaded. So sometimes <clears throat> I, I do that. I just upload something. I'm gonna try to get on that YouTube. Um, so you can I'll be on the Culture Freedom um, Radio Network on YouTube. I'm gonna try to start doing some stuff on there. Probably, you know, try okay. to get that back popping stuff. Because I think I'm going to slow down on the tabernacle a little bit on that part. Uh, and I was doing a lot of stuff on the tabernacle videos on YouTube. So I'm going to try to get back focused on the Culture Freedom uh, YouTube and get into that. Um, so, you know, so that's what I want to do over there, get that back popping. Hey, I got, I got an idea I'm going to pitch to you that could – really do well for your, you know, like overall aspect of your career as far as being a YouTuber or whatever it is. I mean, not you still could be like how you want to be, but just image-wise, I got yeah. something I want to pitch to you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I, I didn't really uh, – I don't know. I, I used to like to do this podcast. I used to like this part of the podcast. And I really didn't like I, – I did kind of like the YouTube a little bit because the visual – but I still, I was always kind of love this part right here. But YouTube, man, YouTube. What they say, them YouTube street, that's a cruel bad boy. Well, we we threw, we're not recording anymore. It's over with. Uh, but that YouTube street, <clears throat> man, that's a bad joke over there, man. <laughs> Y'all ought to be based on the comments I be getting over there, man, on just on the tabernacle. Man, they be going. They be going at you over there, man. But that's on just on the scripture part, man. Them Christians be at me sometimes. <laughs> they even call what somebody, somebody called me the Antichrist over there. <laughs> oh, did they I, really? Wow. Yeah, because I because I was telling him about Jesus ain't the Messiah. Jesus ain't no no you know no savior. Oh, yeah. This oh, savior. Oh, yeah. And man, he he kept on. We was going back and forth sharing scriptures and stuff like that. And the man found like. Well, you just ain't going to get it. you just an antichrist. And I said, you know what? I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I said, I am. I said, when he, don't even, <laughs> when he said it, he foolish. You don't know who you're playing with because they don't really understand. They have, See, the, the Christian concept of a, of what they call Christ or um, a Messiah or whatever is their concept that they have. They have changed it from actually the – the actual Hebrew meaning of it, or let's say Jewish meaning of it, that only mean anointed. Anybody like a king or anybody was in a rulership position, they said that they were anointed, a priest or whatnot. You were anointed. 
that it, that don't mean you no savior. You finna jump out the sky and save the whole world. You Superman, Spiderman, you know what I'm saying, Wakanda. None of that. That don't mean that. Christians took that and twisted and made it like, you know, the superhero type thing. That don't mean that. It's like, oh, hell. Damn, could I say it? Joe Biden right now would be uh, anointed. He's a ruler. He, he's a, he's authority over, you know, a nation. So he would have been, and the Hebrew word would have, is, is actually mean Mashiach. That's Mashiach, meaning anointed, which they took it and say Messiah, that's English, Christ, that's English. That's what it means. But they twisted it. So when he said that you are talking about um, I'm an antichrist, I said, I appreciate that because they try to say he was the anointed one who was supposed to, according to this so-called Jewish prophecy, which they made that part of, the Jews, European Jews. That's not even Torah. That's something they just came up with. That's not a true uh, original Israelite thought they didn't have no thing by nobody was coming to say you know no superhero type so but anyway uh so when i would tell them i appreciate that because i was like yeah i'm i am the antichrist meaning i'm anti that person you say is the anointed one because he was not he was not a king so he was not anointed <laughs> so i they don't be understand i'd be really just going with him being technical so i, I appreciate that he 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 respond no more and i said i appreciate that I am the Antichrist. <laughs> he left me alone on that one. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. But yeah. But see the thing about it too in YouTube that I like about like blog talk and what we do, we can say things on here more than we could like on YouTube. That's why I kinda like this this to do it like these formats better. So we can get away with a lot of more things like what we say. If we, if you was even talking about the LGBT homosexual, you can say things, but you got to tiptoe over there. Mm-hmm. You got to tiptoe because they, so they're thinking, You see how long we've been on? Yep. We've been on what blog talk? I've been on this thing about what about fourteen some years. YouTube, a lot of stuff we don't say it on here, man. Shit, they'd have been don't took this channel down. They'd have been don't took it down, snatched it out of there. Being saying offensive. That's why I got back off Facebook. I was thinking about doing Facebook, do some live, like, nah, because last time I was, one other time I was on Facebook, all I pasted, all I, I took a picture off of Twitter, and it was showing about, like, Illuminati, it said, like, Illuminati New World Order companies, it had, like, Exxon, you know, had to just pitch uh, logos, and I posted to Facebook, man, they told me how, um, hit me up and said my page had been suspended, I can't do no Facebook lives and none of this stuff because i Something I violated community, uh, you know, rules. I'm like, damn, what I do? And I found out it was just a picture, just saying about the Illuminati. Hit, you know, had these different companies on there. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so this is why I like these formats because you can get away and say a lot more <laughs> far as true things that you can on YouTube. So you have to water down a little bit. You can go a little bit, but there's a punch, there's a line to it. Especially when you're trying to be monetized. That's why you hear some of them say sometime, they, hey, watch what you say, man. I don't get my channel flagged. You know, and, and get their money messed up, too. So, Word. yeah. So, but I don't worry about all that goddamn monetizing and all that bush. I ain't nowhere near that, you know, to get monetized. But I, I don't care nothing about that shit, man. So. They can, they can keep their <laughs> keep their damn money because that's what it's gonna do. It's gonna make you, like I said, not really just speak how you really gotta speak because you're trying to get that paper. Sure will. Yeah. 
Man, I, like I said, so I ain't studying this shit. I work on a goddamn garbage truck every day, man. I, 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 I can see what he wanna. I'm getting paid off of that, man. I'm gonna tell her. I gotta tell it, man. You know, tell the truth. I ain't gonna sugarcoat shit, man. Hell, I mean, it is what it is. We gotta tell it. Keep that little stinking ass check. You know, so ain't sold out all this time. I don't. I don't. I ain't, I'm not into all this. I like little, little things, like you know, like. My my switchboards and all that, buy a little bit of something, but ain't in all the materialistic stuff. That's why, you know, I'm going to say this right back. I know we got to go. That's why I'm really glad my mother back in the days, man, used to, um, didn't buy me all that material stuff. I'm glad she didn't because I really grew up now. I'm, I don't, I'm not into all that materialistic stuff. Man, I ain't going to lie. I like shoes. I, I ain't going to buy no goddamn joy. That's everybody's preference they like. I ain't no way in the hell I'm finna buy no joy. I don't know what kind of tennis I got in there. My partner gave me my, uh, his his sister work at Nike store, so he had some Nike that he didn't wear brand new. He gave me some. Man, I got some goddamn Shaqs in there. I got some Shaq Diesel shoes I bought from the shoe carnival about a week ago. About what they was on sale for nineteen dollars. Shit, I would I, I don't really go too many places, but that's what I got some Shaqs in there. I wear. Man, Ain't nothing wrong with it. So he's like, you remember back in the day, you, my mom used to buy you some Payless and some Bobos and all that stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. you be, and you be embarrassed and you be wanting some Nikes or some Adidas and all that. Hey, I, I wear that today, man. They ain't got no Payless, but I, I sport this shit. I, I ain't gonna lie. I get me some shoes at Walmart. Uh, what you call them? And ones. I be wearing and ones. Hell, I ain't because I don't want to be into that, man. You know, it came to... a point where you had to you had to explain to your your mother like, "Mom, look, I, I keep getting talked about. They keep laughing at me. You got to give <laughs> me some Nikes. You got to give me some Adidas. You got to give me some Pumas or something, right? Because these yeah. uh, high fives is getting me laughed at. You know, like you remember <laughs> them high fives? <laughs> yes, now nah, I don't even remember that. Oh, you know, I can't. I can't they, remember. They had. Uh, they were. They look. They look like patent leather. They were patent leather, but the main shoe was like the patent leather Adidas. Oh, damn. And so this shoe was a patent leather High Five, which was not the Adidas, which was not even really a good name brand, right? High Five. Mm. So just because it was damn. patent leather, you kind of got away with it with your friends, but they still talked about you. <laughs> so yeah. because there wasn't no a patent leather Adidas, you know? So um, at, at some point you had yeah, to really like, you had to like ask your mother, like, "Come on, mom, could you please like just give me a name brand sneak? It don't have to cost too much, but yeah. it gotta be at least a Nike or Adidas or something, <laughs> or or nah, nah. a Reebok." <laughs> man, nah, I didn't get that. I wanted Converse. I used to want Converse Chuck Taylor so bad, man. I never had a pair of Chucks. And then I used my mom used to buy me, you know, you know when Levi's was out, I wanted some Levi's. My mama gave me Wranglers and shit. I had Wranglers. <laughs> see, 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 that's another thing that you talked about. Like if you didn't have on the Levi's, oh you got on Wranglers, oh you got on this, yep. you couldn't afford no Levi's. You y'all broke, y'all poor, y'all can't yep. afford no Levi's. You know, that's a lot. About you bad. Yeah, and see, that's a lot of pressure on children too. That we can even throw out, you know, today. I know we're not recording now because they ain't over with. But yeah, that is that is a lot of pressure on children too. Like again, talked about in bullet. Oh, that was a story right fast. He was saying that it was a um, a young sister 
Uh, they had a prom down in Mississippi, and his sister won the hometown uh, queen. I mean, what's that hometown queen? It's prom queen. And it was a young white girl. She had, they said they was, she was always talking about she wanted to be, you know, a prom queen. And so the sister, like, you know, heard about her, and they said they was picking on a little white girl. Because, you know, she like something was wrong with her. You know, you could tell because they did an interview, and she talked like something kind of wrong with her. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I said, you know what he kind of said, slow, I got some de- deformities. But the sister, something. man, mm-hmm. when she was on the stage, she called up and said, hey, look, she called the you know, white girl up there and, and crowned her the queen. She said, we could share this together because, and then that girl just cried like a motherfucker. I was like, man, see that? That's, that's, that's see how black people thing. are? Yeah, see how black Because she said she was always being picked on, and the sister gave her the crown and said, you know, she deserved it. She said, because this is your last, your prom. This is just, this is something uh, that's always going to be a memorial. You know, you're always going to memorize this moment. So she wanted her to memorize that moment. And so that's what's up to me, man. Black people, we cold blooded, man. We some, bro. We loving people when we want to, and 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 yep. that right there, I was like, see there, see there. That's why everybody looked at black people right there, man. Truly, when we in our right, yeah. Man. And that was that was a good thing, man. I that, that kind of I saw that this morning. I like that's what I'm talking about, sister. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's so that all was, that. Yes, sir. That was a good story. Yeah. So yeah, she made she made the little young girl thing because like she always getting picked on. So I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, she said, well, well we can share this moment together, you know. Yeah, man, that's beautiful. <laughs> and that's why I said the young people, man, they don't be looking at all this racism. Oh, uh, like like you know, like we do. That's like, oh damn, man, we forgot to mention talk about Morgan Freeman. Maybe next time we get the Morgan Freeman thing. No, yeah. I mean, you know, he. Everybody has the right to to voice their opinion on how they think Black history should be dealt with or or not. So Morgan Freeman says that we shouldn't deal with having Black history. He just wants to be. Uh, don't deal with color or don't deal with anything. If you don't want to deal with racism, then don't talk about it. That's his answer to racism, which is a non-answer to racism. So that's why I sent you the clip so you can examine that whole theory of yeah. okay, I, the man I has saw the one he How did. Do you deal with? Yeah, I saw the interview yeah. he did so with I'm Mike saying, Wallace. I saw it. Uh huh. Yeah, but that uh-huh. that was corny to me even back then. Like to just well, throw rate like, like act like I, racism don't really exist not unless you talk no. about it. That's crazy. See, no, what, I I understand what he was saying, brother Devon. You ever saw that with uh, uh, Morgan Freeman when he was talking about Black history? Mm, I don't recall. Yeah, when it was it was because uh, no, nah, it was a long time ago because Willie D. Willie D was saying, damn, I wish I could find it. Because Willie D was saying, um, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. 
There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.